Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. This week on the show, they may have made five live action features, one animated feature, three television shows, and LOL, a web series. But everybody knows there can be only one. It's Highlander. I'm Andrew Jupin. Stephen Shadak. Eric Siska. Chris Cabin. <laughs> and we hate movies. everyone welcome to we hate movies thank you for tuning into the fine program as always this week that's right here it comes baby uh could have been an l it's an h doesn't matter it's highlander from 1986 directed by russell mulcahy uh director of previous episodes highlander to the quickening ricochet and the shadow auteur that's auteur level yeah. mm-hmm. yeah, no, that's this- that he gets the card this movie especially, this is a big L for me. And by, by that, me, I mean love. If you're new to the show, that means I love it. It's not not like a, a loser. A loss. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I can't say for sure how long the cut you're hearing is going to be, but the original cut was definitely six hours. <laughs> well, the, the, the raw footage of Eric going through the history, his personal history with this film this, was six hours. Well, thank you for bringing it up, Chris. Uh, now that I like, <laughs> get comfortable in the chair here. Yeah. Um, so this is a film that I've seen. I've literally seen this movie more than any other movie. Wow. Is that right? I'm, I'm pretty confident in that. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. pretty fucking cool. More than your Star Wars? Probably, I, I, you know, because um, my older brother controlled the dial most of it. And honestly, <laughs> this was on rotation before I was starting to get heavily into Star Wars. Mm. I guess the special edition re-releases ramped up that fever. But this movie was dominating my life before that. Yeah, this uh, this laid the groundwork for your love of space swords. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and, I you gotta and... love a real sword. And yeah, then you yeah. have a space sword, and then sometimes you love a meat sword. Occasionally, <laughs> occasionally. Yeah. Somehow, this is only my this is only my second time watching this full straight wow. through last night. Really? Wow. I mean, I'm not that far ahead of you. I'd say, Steve, maybe I've seen this movie like three to five times. I think I, it was on HBO or something ad nauseum. That's that's what I, I've seen. I saw it twice as a kid, and then because I lived with her for so long, just by osmosis, I've seen it 27 <laughs> times. Uh, and then I watched it again last night for right, the show, yeah. of course. 
Hey, Chris, you ready for Highlander Wednesdays? Yeah, of course <laughs> I am, Eric. I gotta get a new place. Um, I think I said it on the start of our Highlander 2 episode, but, like, this was just a franchise that never grabbed me as a youth. Like, I, I feel like I was probably... Uh, over 30 years old before the first time I saw Highlander. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, no, I definitely saw it by, I think, but whenever they started broadcasting it, probably, I mean, early 90s for sure. Maybe maybe yeah. it was a VHS rental or something. I remember I, my parents were, were kind of into it too. Yeah. Wow, a whole household of Highlander yeah. heads, huh? Yeah. Yeah. My first moving out of my parents' house roommate uh, just sat me down and we watched this. I was, I was like, what, 25 <laughs> when I saw this movie for the first time. So yeah, it's and then I've seen it again. And I, I do really like this movie. It's kind of a warts and all love. I think I liked it better this last this time last night just because like I knew what it was. Because the first time it was like everybody was like Highlander. Like I was like, I'm like, is it a really good movie or is it just sort of like a super fun cheesy movie? And I think it's, it's, it's the it's the latter. It's it's both. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's also true. This is I actually... think it's kind of both too. This is the most yeah. fun I've had watching this movie. And I don't know. I think something is like. You know, it was just so broken inside of me that I was like, I need just two hours of people being fucking slain with swords. <laughs> well, we were we were talking about it last night, and I, I, I really, I think about it now, and it, it's absolutely true. Queen makes this thing work. Absolutely. If it, had, if it had been another, like, a boring score, like a big, like, fantasy score or anything, like, would not work at all. You need a big, cheesy, yep. like, prog-ish, like, tint to this. It hits at all levels. Not only music, um, maybe, maybe not necessarily performance, but... Uh, like the music and the uh, the direction, honestly, and the the, the stylizedness of it is is very striking. It is. I mean, there's a lot of like really interesting long shots, like a lot of tracking going on in, yeah. in certain areas, which is really cool. I think my thing is if you if you gave me like a wish list for this movie, I'd I'd want like one or two more New York sword fights. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like just random Highlanders, just kind of like. Oops, a doodle, lambe like less high, less actual stuff in the old country. Just him walking to a bar and he's like, "Oh crap, another Highlander!" <laughs> well, Shit, you're yeah. t you're totally right on, dude. Because what we're told in this movie is that, like, you know, reach out to the juggalos, man, because the gathering <laughs> is happening. The gathering is happening in New York City, and the gathering is like when there are just a few Highlanders left roaming the earth, or not Highlanders, but these immortal dudes, right? Uh, they're all going to come to the gathering, have a big fucking fight to the death, and the last one standing is the one, right? And, like, it would be cool if other people came to town besides Clancy Brown and that one other guy. <laughs> yes. Um, and then the dude at the beginning in the parking lot, right? Like, it would be cool if, like, yeah, he's just walking down this. Oh, no. There's a bunch more immortals waiting outside my art gallery. <laughs> <laughs> Better fight them. Like, yeah, I, I need a few of them that aren't don't have such cool names. Like uh, like a uh, one that like one from Jersey who's just named Jed. <laughs> That's like, actually a great point, Chris. Because like you know he uh, Connor McCloud is born, and the Kurgan and Ramirez obviously have been around mm. for much longer. So are there concurrent births? Are there is there a baby in New Jersey? Although we do get one mention of a immortal possibly dying in New Jersey. A Polish national got his head cut off. Uh, oh right. <laughs> yes. Are there. <laughs> You think the baby there was a, there was a baby boom and a Highlander boom? I mean, if there's more births, I mean, like whatever the percentage of Highlanders, and I'm gonna I'm just gonna call them Highlanders. I'm sorry, everybody. Yeah. Whatever whatever the percentage of Highlanders from the birthing pool. So yeah, like the baby boom, there would be a couple of more Highlanders. 
born in like the fifth, the the the, the forties and fifties. Man, fucking boomerlanders, dude, <laughs> look out for that shit. You just These in, entitled immortal fucking pieces. We of keep shit. shooting them, and they keep trying to stop the steal. <laughs> they keep getting up again. I would like to think they go searching much like the Dalai Lama, like they just have this shitty like trench coat and they show it to babies and they're like, where do you know this? Have duster. you been in this before? Duster, duster. Oh my God, it's him. This guy, this one's name is Jake. <laughs> okay. Jake, Jake Highlander, how you doing? Also, you know, what about some female Highlanders, ladies and sure, gentlemen? Yeah. I, I guess the only real one was Isadora Duncan, and then uh, she, <laughs> oh, yeah, she tragically passed. Yeah, Connor McCloud showed her a thing or two. <laughs> huh? Jay Mansfield was a Highlander, too. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Known Highlander Grace Kelly. <laughs> this is all terrible. Uh, isn't, um, I want to say... Maybe in the television show, there's some uh, female immortals running around. Maybe you would not. hope so. <laughs> I mean, I, like, yeah, I didn't tune in for the TV show, and honestly, I mean, the movies get progressively worse and incomprehensible. This should have been a one and done. But even that end, like source code movie, by the time that was hitting theaters, I was like, eh, I'll catch it on on TV, and I. Probably, I, I think I did at one point, and I was like, I don't understand what's happening. Have you seen all of the motion pictures? I've only seen yes. one through three. Anything we've done episodes on? Yeah, I've I, unless they've made any secret new ones. Yeah, I've uh, I've definitely seen them all. Yeah, I watched the pilot for the television show because Lambert is on it. He just like kind of like creeps out from the shadows in a cameo, and he's like, "All right, Duncan McLeod, <laughs> go for it." <laughs> I've always been curious, and I just never, I've never bitten the bullet on that one. So the idea is that they're they're clansmen, right? They're two 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 dudes from the same clan of of clan McLeod. What are the odds, man? What are the odds? Two dude. immortals in the same family? It's <laughs> yeah, fucking crazy, dude. Those guys better buy lotto tickets. <laughs> And here is my room of lotto tickets. (laughs) All my winnings throughout all of time. That's right. When you're immortal, you have all the time in the world. The odds are in your favor. Would you like (laughs) to see a giant publisher's clearing check? I mean, I just robbed the place, honestly. Because what are they going to do? Shoot me? (laughs) I got to say, this is one of the coolest openings. I mean, look, that's the thing, too, is this opening... Is a movie into its unto itself, and it's the it's a, even better than this whole movie. But it rules. It rules the school. I love the black and red. Uh, I love red credits on a black background. That's it all I ever awesome. want. Yep. Yeah. And this crane shot, I guess it is, of the, uh, audi- the auditorium or wherever wrestlers fight. Quote unquote, Madison Square Garden is what it's supposed oh, yes. to be. <laughs> yes. So what are we supposed <laughs> to understand about Connor McLeod? Like, did he just like? Did he win these tickets on from Z100 or like no, was, he, was you, he he really wanted to go? I think what it is is he's like preternaturally attracted to professional wrestling because it reminds him most of like his ogre fucking clans people <laughs> yep. beating the shit out of each other. Makes sense. I think that's definitely what it is. Totally makes sense. Oh, Here. this brings me back to the good old days. <laughs> yeah, the 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 pheromones of of this male bashing each other. Is, yeah. Is, of one of them immortal? It's the good old days, the all or nothing days. <laughs> <laughs> I would wager that he was supposed to meet that guy in the parking garage, right? 
like they to, like, slip- yeah, but not but not to evaluate that sword or whatever the cop no, story no, no, is, no, just right? to fight no. to the death. That yeah. was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, but we'll, we'll watch the hell in the cell match and then afterwards we'll go down to the parking lot and fight to the death okay here's here's the move we we meet up at five get steaks and drinks then <laughs> we go to the wrestling match we, we definitely want to go downtown for the steaks and drinks nothing good around madison square garden shithole <laughs> but go up to madison square garden watch a couple of the matches then fight to the death afterwards whoever wins gets to have another drink and maybe another steak let me ask you are you into stogies are you a stogie man a real dude's night a dude's night i have to tell you it's you know we're now into the second year of this quarantine technically uh yep round of applause world uh And I just got to tell you, Steve, you describing going, getting drinks and some steaks, going to see some fucking wrestling at the garden, and then minus the fight to the death, maybe we just insert more drinking after that, maybe a drink to the death kind of a thing. Mm. Oh, I, I would like to suggest the four of us do that. Company outing to go be stupid as shit on the town. Oh, absolutely. Oh, has time become meaningless? <laughs> oh, but you don't live forever now, do you? I was going to say, of all that, the thing that really highlighted for me was the fight to the death. That sounded like the best <laughs> option that uh, I have at current. Like, uh, I do I do think you're right, though. Like, he must have been, like, watching this wrestling match and been like, ha this reminds me of me and my brother getting sweaty and touching each other's dicks and hugging. Well, also, I just was reminded of, there's definitely in one of the flashbacks, it's when his wife is like, oh, uh, like, I'm going to go buy a dress. Ha, 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 ha. I'm having a great day in the market. There's definitely, like, fucking wrestling happening yes, at this place. Yes, there is. So, I mean, yeah, I think it's like, oh, the, the old days are back. I, I mean, love- I, I also get the thematic element of, like, it's obviously about two titans, you know, bashing each other. And that's yeah. that's how we're, we're be- being uh, introduced. To the movie. It's a cool opening. It's hilarious. And it's it's professional a great, wrestling. great opening. Also seeing um, uh, Connor McLeod's introduction, his eyes are kind of, like, highlighted more than the rest of his body. Kind of like a film noir lighting technique. Looks a little like detour. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, at the diner or whatever where the guy's eyes are just highlighted. Yeah. And then yeah. did you guys spot this fat dude yelling at him like, <laughs> oh, why don't you join the match? Well, yeah. here's the thing. He's got some shitty tickets for a Highlander, man. You know what I mean? Like, you want to be... You want to get he's he's way back and he's in the fucking in the yelling section. That's the listen, 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 listen. I'm a world-famous antiquities dealer. I cannot be photographed in the front row of a wrestling match. Exactly. My career would be destroyed. Not just that, but like, if they knew that I had this predilection for loving wrestling, I'd show up in every fight, every broadcast. They would know I don't age. Also, up here is where the real sport is. <laughs> you get a nacho cheese in your hair, and you really smell the sweat. <laughs> All right, guys. I think what we're dealing with here is some sort of man who can live forever. Let me show you ringside here footage, <laughs> WrestleMania 1. Yep, you see that weird-looking guy? His eyes are kind of glistening like that. Looks like a film noir yeah all right now let's cut ahead here wrestlemania 30 look at front row there ringside there's that same beautiful glow that man has not aged today and boom SummerSlam. when lex luger goes down who's there in the corner who's there in the corner there he is mr french neanderthal there he is 
Let me do a quick uh, still by still shot of this mysterious man throwing a Budweiser to Stone Cold Steve Austin, (laughs) WrestleMania 26. (laughs) There it is. It comes. Yep. See that he pulls the beer from the trench coat and you can see the hilt of a sword next to the beer. So in conclusion, Mr. McMahon, I think we have some sort of a mortal who is a fan of the WWE. <laughs> if, you, if you think that's the end of it, I've got some news for you, sir. I have documented evidence that he has been to every single Nathan's hot dog eating contest <laughs> since 1847. That's, that's right. I, I enjoyed the, the struggle between man and hot dog. <laughs> Some years, man wins, but other years, hot dog triumphs. I remember when the world was first plunged into darkness and it was the hot dogs. They won every year. I remember the first time that I used water to well, to shove down the hot dogs rather than just eat with the saliva you have. <laughs> Joey Chestnut is the world's most famous immortal. That's why his stomach is using the regenerative properties, so he never (laughs) gets full. He's the rare Highlander that you have to cut off his stomach rather than your head. I do love he's kind of in the middle in the beginning of this. There's two businessmen on either side, both going apeshit. They seem like they came together. You think it's one of those things where it's like, Oh, do you mind just scooting over one? Me and my buddy couldn't get the same. No. <laughs> yep. Guaranteed. I, I, I didn't get I, I didn't get to live to be six hundred by moving from assigned seats. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I feel like I've dealt with this Russell Nash in every fucking assigned seat movie theater I've been to. Without order, there is chaos in the garden. <laughs> so no, I won't swap seats. It says ninety-one G. I'm 91 G. Do you have a problem seeing the number on your ticket or no? <laughs> he pulls out his sword a little bit. You sure you want to go down this road? 91 F? I didn't think so. <laughs> and I, I'm going to go get I'm going to go get soda. There better not be someone sitting in my assigned seat when I return. I swear to God. This is my fucking jacket (laughs) on the back of my fucking seat. And if your fat ass is sitting on my jacket when I return, I'm going to cut your fucking head off. No, no, I don't care if you get out before I come back. I have somebody watching this. You do not sit in it once. Yes, that's right. I had the audacity to publicly ask a stranger to keep an eye on my seat while I get a soda. Fuck those people. That's what led us down the primrose path to assigned seating. (laughs) Yeah, dude, do not ask a stranger to hold your seat. Also, the dudes on either side of him, it's definitely a case of those guys are are acting like the wrestling is real. Yes. They're so fucking into it. And I think, because you can't, really hear what they're saying because it's all muffled by more crowd noise but there's one point where he's like one of the guys is like he kind of looks like Captain Lou Albano and he's like something 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 that's what's great about this sport or something (laughs) like that you're just like oh man unfortunate thank you uh, you, sir thank you could you stop could you stop (laughs) we could stop drooling on me thank you 
unfortunate wrestlers we do focus on considering they're wearing the stars and bars. These are I the was free- going to say, did I spy a Confederate flag oh, on that guy's cape? Oh, and yeah. there's, there's also a burning cross. I'll point it out later. There is. Uh, these are the mighty, mighty Freebirds. I never, these are before my time wrestling. I, I was three at the time this movie came out. So, Oh, are they real? I think so. It's oh, fabulous. Okay. That it's makes sense. The, uh, the fabulous Freebirds. See, right. this was this was a time now, kid, younger listeners. This was a time before every fucking Jack and Ape fucking wrestler became a celebrity superstar <laughs> movie guy. Yeah, it's four. It's four dudes: Michael Hayes, Buddy Roberts, Terry Gordy, Jimmy Garvin, and somebody named Bad Street. And Wait, did you say Barry Gordy? <laughs> uh, Terry Gordy. Oh, Terry. That makes much more sense. <laughs> Barry, Barry Gordy is in the NHL. <laughs> and they are facing off against the total Tuesday Gons. <laughs> Wait, then Steve, what did you say? There's one that only has one name. What was it? Backstreet? Bad Street. Oh, Bad Street. Whoa. Bad Street Boys? Wouldn't, yeah. Wouldn't want to walk down him. I mean, I know it's the 80s. We should probably not be walking around and flying the stars and bars, Mr. McMahon. No, but, uh, definitely not. Oh, man. The Muppet movie's got some Confederate flags in it, too. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Mm. Oh, boy. <laughs> I saw that on a drive in this summer. Like, a, you know, like a, you know, obviously it's not a mo- new movie. It's an old movie. So I right. saw it at the drive in this summer, and I was like, oh, that's unfortunate. It's about <laughs> heritage. <laughs> <laughs> um, Fuzzy, I've been meaning to talk to you about uh, something in your act that came up last night. What? Stetler and Waldorf really offended. <laughs> oh, whatever. Those guys have too much influence as it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The, the Confederate States of America. Waka waka. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, so how about this parking garage fight, huh? Pretty should, awesome. Before I, nice. this episode's going to be four and a half hours long, we should say that Sean Connery, it's Sean Gone Month. Oh, uh, yes. sure. Yeah. Did the uh, opening scroll from his bathroom super important oh yeah it's a, it's a good it's decent scroll too and it this is. is the kind of movie you need a scroll type of thing is yep. from the dawn of time we came moving silently through the centuries living many secret lives struggling to reach the time of the gathering when few who would remain to battle to the last no one has ever known we were among you until now, now great open now now, Russell, now, Russell, you split the, the voiceover booth fee with me. And I do the voiceover from my toilet. I, I have to do a nightly dump anyway. I just do it while I'm doing it. Struggling to reach the time of the gathering. We're putting some fago on ice, and we're going to chill the fuck out. Yes, yes, Margaret, I'm talking to myself in here. Yes, that's what I'm doing. This is the time of memorial. <laughs> Maybe some candies, some drinks. <laughs> Snacks. Snacks, that's what it was from The yeah. Rock, right? Yeah, no, right. I do love also like writing teachers will tell you, you know, uh, don't ever start a story with the main character wakes up. I think don't ever start a scroll with from the dawn of time. I, every scroll, sure. the, it's the dawn of time. Like, I, yeah. I get it. We're, we know that the time has dawned. Let's move on. <laughs> but from the afternoon of time. <laughs> 
you got to acknowledge all that. What's am- another thing amazing about this movie is this was just some guy wrote a screenplay. Yes. And it's not like a comic book. It's not a other property, but it feels like it could have been. Absolutely. It's just, it's, uh, you know, I guess I hadn't really given it any thought, but now that you say that, like, what an incredible thing to learn that this was just like a person came up with this. Yeah. Like, uh, that's got- fucking cool. And like, hey, man. What's the number to that guy's weed guy? <laughs> he he uh he directed some stuff too. Let me try to pull up his info here. But I think he wrote it at when he was in like UCLA uh, undergrad, I guess. But uh, oh wow, pretty, pretty awesome. Uh, Gregory Whedon. Oh yeah, he wrote and directed the Prophecy, which makes sense. Oh, oh cool. Because yeah, it's cool yeah. dudes doing stuff. That's and, yeah, and a lot of a lot of <laughs> fake lightning in both movies actually. Yeah. The prophecy is a movie that you're like, oh, you know what's awesome? The prophecy, and then you watch, you're like, oh nope. no, it's yep. not. Yeah. He also wrote Backdraft, by the way. Mm. Oh, oh more cool dudes doing stuff. Also, <laughs> speaking of Kurt Russell, uh, had the role of Connor McCloud passed, backed wow. out. Yeah, I think good choice. I think I, I probably. I mean, like the thing is, and we can talk about it. It's just Lambert's accent is a bit. Yeah, it's not a problem because it's just like. If once you believe it and love it, it's fine. You don't care anymore. But like, it's probably a better movie if somebody could do a Scottish but, accent. But the great save is when that, I know the problem. Maybe don't do as many flashbacks then. But the, a good save in the writing is the cop being like, "Where are you from, Nash?" He's like, "All over the place." <laughs> yeah, it is kind of a thing where you're you're supposed to be like, "All right, it's hundreds of years. His voice has just been like." forced to morph over time but like when you get back into the the scotland shit and it's just like nah you just always sounded like that dude i mean you got to give him credit this motherfucker got cast in this movie and the producers didn't find out until after he was hired that he didn't speak english it's great yeah like that's a fucking great thing right there the Uh, greatest trick the lamb bear ever pulled (laughs) so uh chris uh you're really excited to we really think that you'd be great for the role of connor uh what what, uh you're excited about that yes so uh you're uh just you do you definitely know how to speak english right yes (laughs) Uh, we uh, yes. Uh, what, what what do you think is uh, going to be most important about visually, you know, showing you know how Connor McCloud is is a mortal eyes? <laughs> yes. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, your uh, and what what exactly like uh what what's your training? Do you think you need uh do you need do you need uh sword training? Yes. <laughs> Apparently, he sort of trained with uh, the stunt double that uh, for Darth Vader, which is kind of interesting. Ooh, ooh there's I my like two that. interests together. <laughs> Look, this yes. is the best guy for like moving super awkwardly and blocky. Okay, if you want a guy to be real stiff and hold a sword, we've got your guy. Oh, uh, we were gonna have uh, Queen do the soundtrack. Does that sound good to you? Uh, yes. Well, no, they're too expensive. Uh, I think we'll do stick with Queen. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, we're gonna order uh, lunch in. Uh, would Would you like some lunch? Yes. <laughs> what, what, what would you like for lunch? Yes. Uh, do you have to go to the bathroom? Yes. <laughs> Hey, we're going to uh, forever tie your career to these weird fantasy sci-fi movies. Is that okay with you? Yes. <laughs> it rules. And I mean, obviously, yes, the parking lot fight, parking lot fight is the whole movie. It's, it's, it's dope as hell. 
Yeah. It's just fucking wild. I mean, first of all, this man produces a sword from a raincoat. It's so cool. Because, again, you're imagining it's 1986. You're just watching this movie. You know nothing about it. You got a bizarre scroll from Sean Connery wrestling. <laughs> and now this guy is just going to his car and a businessman with mirrored glasses pulls out a fucking sword. Holy shit. It's just insane. It's just insane. And, like, I, I you know, it's one of those things where it's impossible uh, for me to know what that was like you know what i mean like i'm envious of anyone who just is like sat down by a friend and the friend is like you know what you have no idea what this is but just watch it mm -hmm. and to watch that progression of like all right let's see uh there was a weird scroll at the beginning kind of sounded like sean connery maybe huh that's weird uh okay then there was the professional wrestling not sure what that angle is <laughs> hope they come back to that at some point oh and now there's a sword fight in a parking garage like it's just insane this movie really does go from like zero to what the fuck in 10 minutes well, and it's two people that you don't necessarily expect to be doing a sword fight one one guy's Christopher Lambert. Makes sense enough. The other guy looks like he trades in fake passports yeah. in a Michael Mann movie. <laughs> he's, he's, in, he's in a three-piece suit, too. It's incredible. I mean, it really is. And, like, he holds his own for a little bit here with McLeod, honestly. Yes. And also the kinetic filmmaking here of, like, at one point this guy drops his mirrored shades and we see him running away through the reflection in it. They're doing a lot of tricks like that. It's, 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 it's a lot of fun. And then, I mean, that's the thing is, you know, it's a really cool, you know, there somebody breaks the sprinklers, obviously. It's, now it's kind of like raining inside the fight. Really mm -hmm. cool stuff. And then he cuts this dude's head off. You're like, wow, pretty cool. And then all of a sudden he explodes with energy <laughs> orgasms. Mm -hmm. I am interested in the rest of your film, sir. This is it. Yep. Yes. Like that's your fucking like whatever, like 10, 15 minute test reel. And then it's like, so folks, do we have a movie? Like, <laughs> absolutely. And then, yeah, oh man, and like you're doing this, and you're like, oh my god, I can't fucking wait. Let's go. 1593 Scotland. What? Yes. <laughs> what? And what's awesome about this movie, if you'll notice, they'll they'll do they'll pan up, and then when they pick up in the Scotland flashback, it's also panning up, and they also do this from the sides as well. Yeah, the camera is kind of always moving, and it's kind of seamlessly bridging these two things. It's very nice. I, I I love the transitions of this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a real testament to them because like this movie, like theoretically, like on paper, right? This movie should be incredibly jarring. It goes back and forth between 1980s New York City and 1500s Scotland. And you're just like, you don't even really, I mean, you notice obviously, but it's not as jarring as you would think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think they actually gave thoughts to how they would produce these transitions and not just, like, awkwardly cutting back and forth every single time and just I, putting, like, 1593 on the screen, yes. you know, whatever. I will say the one jarring transition is when uh, it, 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 one of the flashbacks closes on Lambert's face and then it uh, pretty much tra uh, transitions into the Mona Lisa as a big advertisement for like the Met or something. Like, yes, dude. Yeah, yeah. And that's a weird that that whole shot composition is weird. It made me think of like Blade Runner for a quick second. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that is kind of hilarious. It's like both of us are beautiful. <laughs> what am I smiling about? You'll never know. I had to. I had to. I had to take that photo. That painting to the store to get myself erased out of it. <laughs> yes. Leonardo da Vinci painted me into the painting. Yes, I was eating a, a, a loaf of bread behind her. 
Oh man, he was an extra in the Mona Lisa. I went to a Kinko's Express in 1658 to remove myself. How pissed off do you have to be, uh, or how pissed off are you uh, to be literally everyone else at Madison Square Garden when you go to get your fucking car out? Oh, of my, the God. oh my God! What the yeah. fuck, Dude, bro? Like you're driving in from in from Jersey, obviously, because everyone yep. else will take the train. Yep. Ah, oh, come on! You gotta be fucking kidding me! My car's ruined. Holy fucking shit! I gotta be back to Bayonne in fucking <laughs> two hours. That's not gonna happen now. Oh. Oh man! All the fucking auto shops in Queens are like they're the managers are crying with joy. Finally, <laughs> <laughs> some fucking work around here. Finally. My kids can go to college. <laughs> It's just every fucking car is decimated. Every piece of glass in that parking garage is shattered. It's exquisite. I love a good quickening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. We're actually blowing up glass, which is more than a lot of the uh, CGI movies do today, babe. <laughs> That's exactly right. See, see, you made fun of me. You made fun of me for taking my little Radio 8 track with me out of the car. <laughs> You made fun of me, but it was the right decision. Yeah, but, but Gruber would, would be fine in this scenario. Yeah. The car is decimated, but the fucking Credence tapes are okay. Uh, yeah, so we get our first flashback to the Clan McLeod days. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're just sort of coming back. It looks like from, like, some sort of successful battle. I think they're going off to war. Or they're going, to, to, off, oh, to, they're war, going yes. off to war, that's right. And, like, they're making fun of... Uh, Lambert or the other guy it was someone's talking about pissing their kilt and it's like oh it's no they're making fun of that dude Angus who winds yeah. up being like the guy who saves him and he's the, like the uh, good cousin or something yeah, like, yeah. Angus pees his kilt all the time <laughs> Angus is the good cousin Dugan is the bad cousin and then there's this lady who's like whatever you do bring back his cock <laughs> <laughs> apparently yeah. that's what they they transitioned to. he's like yeah I guess uh, no. She's just like bring him back alive, and then Dugan, the bad cousin, is like, "Oh yeah, we'll bring back his dick for you." <laughs> Let's Don't bring you him know that brother? <laughs> Let's bring him back in one piece. Like we know what piece that is. Yeah. Hey, here's oh, his severed yeah. dick. <laughs> no, no, here he was killed in battle heroically, but here's his fucking dead <laughs> cock. Look, Daisy, his body was dead. He was just decimated, crushed by three horses. But we we brought the cock back for you. <laughs> we did it. We brought it back for you. By the way, I was giving this some thought today. I think this is how you reboot this franchise in some way, television or otherwise. Set it then. You got cock talk. Also, like. <laughs> Young Ramirez, or so, what was his adventures? Oh, no, he, right. Here's the move: you go full remake, uh, and you get you and McGregor, you and McGregor as the okay. good Highlander, Gerard Butler as the bad Highlander. Oh, he's yeah. like a Kurgan type, got mm -hmm. it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then you get Nicholas Winding Griffin to, to direct it, and yes. Lambert as the Ramirez-esque yes. figure. Maybe he's Connor McCloud. Oh! He's probably calling oh, That's a right. great like, idea. Yeah, that's a great idea. Also, I, I want my prequel TV show. Uh, <laughs> just guy, you know, guys in suits of armor is fun. See, because that's see what you want there. So what you're describing actually, it's a suits of armor, guys with the toilet talk and whatnot. You know, <laughs> giving wieners to ladies and stuff. Oh yeah, that's that's just your Game of Thrones right yes, there. Mm -hmm. ex exactly. But that that's kind of I feel like well, that ship has sailed. We'll see how this new thing is. I don't know. We'll yeah, see. But. I mean, if if it's it's 
done by the guy who did John Wick or one of the guys who did John Wick. So if it has that kind of universe, you could eventually have an HBO Max series like the young Faisal or mm. uh, or yes. like Ramirez in his youth. Yeah, are they so Ramirez the early days in Egypt, dude? Because that is a detail in this movie. Sean Connery's like, (laughs) yeah, by the way, (laughs) I was born two thousand years ago in ancient Egypt. I have his birthday written down somewhere. Oh, whoops! Oh, beautiful cat. I'm gonna go pray to it. Be right back, (laughs) Ramirez. It's just a silly detail, Sean Connery being Egyptian. Come on, movie. It is, it is a bit. It's a. It's a bit much. I do I'm trying like- to. I wrote down how old he was at this time. I'm trying to find it in my notes. Unfortunately, there's too many. He's the king of Spain's like special metallurgist, and that really was like the most baller position at the time. <laughs> Knowing about metals and like jewelry and shit, you were on the fucking easy path. Okay, I got it. He's he, at, at the time. Okay, so this takes place. This flashback takes place in 1536, and he okay. says he is 2,437 <laughs> years old. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. I mean, he's definitely before Christ. And so my that... hair piece is 1,237 years old. <laughs> I, I was the first guy to say, hey, what's that guy talking about? Stop him. It's Jesus. <laughs> Stop that guy. When this wig originally retired, it was on Bella Lugosi. First movie. <laughs> I kept calling the Roman centurions and I said, go stop him. <laughs> hey, what's that guy doing over there? Hey, you know, I don't want to be a tattletale or nothing, but hey, Roman centurions, you might want to go take a look at that Jesus guy. It's in- me, Ramirez. He's getting into trouble. He's getting into it. I don't know. He's, he's rambling. He's getting up the masses. What's the buzz? Tell me. What's happening? What's the buzz? Tell me. What's happening? <laughs> Let me ask you something. Is there going to be free food at this last supper? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hey, Pharisees, just uh, one question real quick. What then to do about Jesus of Nazareth? (laughs) Perhaps if I get him killed, I can eat the whole supper myself. (laughs) What did he ask for for his last meal? Was it chicken wings? (laughs) Now just to frame this fella named uh, Judas. (laughs) You want to know who was making all that fuss down at the temple with those money lenders, do you? (laughs) Oh, it looks like Jesus didn't finish his bread. I could take this for later. You know, you ought to, uh, Governor, you you ought to wash your hands of this. That's the best idea. (laughs) Pontius Pilate, good guy, good guy. Uh, but so yeah he goes off into war and this is when you do meet the kurgan for this first time the great clancy brown yes yes he is so good in this too i i feel like if i ever met clancy brown a i'd be terrified both from like is this guy gonna cut my head off and b holy shit this is one of my favorite actors ever i would be like just I couldn't talk to him. I couldn't talk to him. Yeah, no way. There'd just be so many scene, uh, you know, moments in the conversation where he could have killed me. I mean, he could have <laughs> killed me as the Kurgan, right? He could have killed me as the fucking stepdad I- in Pet Cemetery too. He could have killed me as the weird fucking pastor on Carnival. I'm not sure if I would ever do this with anybody else, but I think I would like instinctually kneel 
<laughs> like just like because of the size of him, I'd be mm-hmm. like, "Sir, mm-hmm. sir, you have my sword." And by that, I mean whatever pen is in my pocket. And this introduction <laughs> with the bone armor is so fucking cool. It's kind of he looks badass, dude. It's kind of fucking out of like the Mad Max universe. It reminded me a little. So my, yeah. my what we're to understand is like you know he's a good Highlander hunter, so he knows where these guys are, and he just kind of goes around. So he like. Was like, hey, I'll uh, I'll join you. You fighting the McClouds today? Cool. Mind if I join? And they're like, sure, dude. In a skull helmet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're on our side though, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Remember our deal. I get. He goes. I get the boy, and then the boy is Connor McCloud. And, Lol at that. And yeah. What, <laughs> totally. But everyone avoiding him on the battlefield because they're afraid of the Kurgan is is pretty cool. That is fucking hilarious because yeah, the Kurgan's like. You know, Clancy Brown's like, nobody gets him. He's mine, you know, the boy. And then, like, you know, it's Lambert, like, trying to fight people and everybody running away. And there's definitely a moment where he comes off as, like, the little kid on the playground because yes. he's like, hey, no one will fight me. Why won't anyone fight me? Everyone's running away. Please, please, somebody pick me for dodgeball. <laughs> That's exactly what it feels like. Hey, come fight me. Why are you running? I can't oh, even- I can't even play tag in this town. No fair, <laughs> flat lever. You are a flat lever. Red Rover, let, Red Rover, let someone who wants to kill me come over. <laughs> uh, th- but the, this, like the the, the like, I don't know, I don't, the other footage of the battle, just like some dudes getting drowned in mud. Absolutely, yes, the puddle death. Pr- the puddle death is horrible. This other guy gets stabbed by a priest, which rules. I dude, I love when the clergy gets in on it mm-hmm. with this shit. This oh well, I'm here. Well, here's my question: What is the is the Kurgan kind of fucking the Murdoch clan? Because it seems like they get washed, really. Yeah, like at the end of it, like most of it seems like a lot of the fucking the clan McLeod, other than fucking you know Connor, comes back. Yeah, well, this is sort of like um, when he's uh, later in the film, like getting into auto accidents. He doesn't care about the 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 plight of mortals or their life. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think I think Clan Murdoch really got the fucking raw deal on this one. I think <laughs> the guy that was trying to hire him is like was just like, "Why won't you help me? I just want the boy." And they use that resentment to make a news empire. <laughs> <laughs> that's where it started, man. Yep, only Earth one people. survived. <laughs> Sadly, yeah, the McLeod should have done a better fucking job, dude. We would have been a better place. Oh, absolutely. And I encourage anyone listening in the past to make what once went wrong right. <laughs> yes, only only one Murdoch survived, Albatross Murdoch. And he himself will carry on the name. I've got some uh, weird ideas about the word news. <laughs> what the uh, definition uh, of that is. Ark me clan was slaughtered. Better go to Australia and figure that shit out. <laughs> right, the, the news ain't going to be any classer here. Uh, it's going to be very far from the truth. It's going to be a pretty. Uh, it's not going to be any class to the truth. And, and it's going to be classer to marketing? Classer to uh, public relations, really? Classer to racism? <laughs> I do love he is doing I mean like to to his credit uh Lambert doesn't know a word of English uh and is doing a Scottish accent through this thing like cuz he does drop it when he's like Russell Nash but at the first like what are you doing ah you are a haggis you are a haggis <laughs> <laughs> 
It's so fucking wild that he's supposed to be the Scottish one and Sean Connery's it's, right there. It's just... he, he must have been like, now wait a second. Who's the Scotsman? You're telling well wait now. You're telling me I'm from ancient Egypt <laughs> and that caveman is from Scotland. But this is what makes it work in a way. It's almost like the producers or something. Like we're doing everything wrong and somehow fucking land now, hard. Now now Ross, now Ross, how much are you paying that boy, that, that Neanderthal that's fighting me? <laughs> How about you split his, and I do all the voiceover work for him, so a real <laughs> Scotsman can be heard. It is. It is kind of amazing. Uh, the, 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 I don't know how apocryphal this is, but they wanted one of the many people they were thinking about for McLeod was Connery, and he got the script. Like, hey, how about you get? Uh, that's like a lot of pages for this McLeod character. Not so many on the Ramirez. I'll be Ramirez, but a million will do. <laughs> Because he did this in a week, by the way. Uh, a week, yeah. Oh, man, you'll get me for a million bucks in a week. A million dollars in a week. If he was nothing, he was a fucking, you know, crafty businessman, dude. What a scam. Uh, Brando. Yeah. I, I'm definitely going to have to retire someday. Okay, I've got a week to do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a lot. Oh, a lot of lines for this McLeod. Ramirez gets his head cut off in Act One, huh? Sounds like a good role for me. <laughs> he does have like 20 times the amount of dialogue that Lambert does though, yes, which it's is true. kind of funny uh, I love though that like he I'm thinking back to the hilarious bit of trivia about him turning down uh, the Matrix because he didn't understand the movie and you know being Morpheus or whatever and looking back now I'm like motherfucker you were in Two Highlander movies and Zardoz, and you couldn't wrap your brain around the Matrix, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, I mean, I mean, this is the beginning of like the rest of his career, which you know what I mean is almost mostly hits at that point. You know what I mean? After this, Name of the Rose, Untouchables, Indiana Jones, and yeah. on and on, mm -hmm. Presidio. Yeah, and I guess like Indiana Jones and stuff, he's playing second fiddle. But like he's he became he was he was just like an icon, like beyond movie star in a way. Yes, it was just plug and play. He could just sit in exactly. Yeah, you're you're, you're paying for presence. That's mm -hmm. the number one name of the game. I don't know what else you say you're doing with entrapment. <laughs> no, 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 that's true. But I, I was gonna say, and what year was um, Red October? That's I think either eighty nine or ninety. That sounds right. Oh, wow. 90, okay. I think. Yeah. I mean, because I feel that that's my, like, starting point for, like, the Connery that I kind of grew up with. All those movies in the 90s that he was doing, vaguely action-y, you know, obviously, like, The Rock and shit like that. Um, that's just always, I always think of him, like, when I think of his face, like, I think of that era before, yes. I, before yeah. I even think of, like, James Bond. Well, Indiana Jones and The Rock, in a way, like, he's kind of a parody of himself. Yeah, this is, that's true. And this is only three years after Never Seen Ever Again, so his career wasn't necessarily in the toilet, but it was it was around the toilet. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I mean, listen, dude, like looking back now all these years later, like, yeah, I think this is a great movie. But at the time you're doing Highlander. Yeah, your career's in the fucking toilet, dude. You're James <laughs> Bond. You're, you're James fucking you're, Bond and you're doing Highlander. Yeah. You're playing Ramirez. Yeah, you're against in the, the toilet. guy who doesn't know English. <laughs> 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 oh, I mean, God. oh yeah. great! I'll teach it. But apparently, they were fast and good friends, Connery and uh, and uh, uh, Lambert. There, that good rules, buds. Man. Yeah, I would does. love to be at that fucking drunken brunch. <laughs> <laughs>
drunken fist fighty brunch. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he, he gets stabbed by the Kurgan. The Kurgan gets tackled by everybody. And there's a great uh, Clancy Brown line. He's like, I'll get you next. He's like, I'll meet you next time, McCloud. This ain't over with. Kind of. Yes, dude. It is fucking professional wrestling it talk. Yeah. It makes total sense why he's at the garden that I'll night. see you at SummerSlam, McCloud. <laughs> I'm going to put you in a fucking coffin, man. That's right, McCloud. It's a coffin match. <laughs> Uh, so in the present day, he's nabbed by the cops. Um, the cops they, subplot kind of meanders and absolutely disappears, which is, it's you just, know. I don't need an investigation into this yes. guy. Like, no. sorry, John Polito or whatever your name was. John or Joe? I always mix it it's up. John. John Polito. And then this other fucking old guy who kind of reminded oh. me of uh, Harry. What's his face? The character on Empty Nest. I forget <laughs> what his name is, but the only thing I know him from is he gets fucking killed brutally at the beginning of Lanka's Goodnight. <laughs> <laughs> he, gets like he gets launched from a car that gets in an accident and he just gets thrown. This old man just gets fucking... <laughs> It's amazing, right? Uh, Alan, Alan North, I guess he was he was in Glory. Lean on me as the mayor. Uh, see no evil. He's in uh, the police squad. He was like one of the detectives. Uh, he's really funny on that. Oh, really? So yeah. he's played like silly cops and dumb cops. I definitely recognize his face more. Like he's been around. Yeah, yes. you, you would have. You, he's in Serbico. Yeah, he gets uh he gets arrested by this uh this one beat cop um. You know, and you know, uh, NYPD's—they're being a little rough to a white guy here. I, I thought yeah. I was—I couldn't even believe it. Well, you know why though, Steve? They're presuming he's a homosexual. Mm, that's yeah, that that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. yeah, this this is the part of the movie where one you're just like, all right, beat cop, like you made this arrest, but like get out of this interrogation room. It's it's fucking crazy to me that this guy is in this room, but it's only really to fucking use gay slurs against Christopher Lambert. <laughs> I love Christopher Lambert's line in this scene because they had a theory that like he went down there and like he was going to buy this sword because he's an antiquities dealer and then like the deal went south so he cut this guy's head off. He's right. like, I have a theory. Uh, maybe he, he saw such a lousy wrestling tonight <laughs> that in a fit of depression he came down to the garage and cut his own head off. <laughs> Man, the wrestling sure was lousy tonight, wasn't it? <laughs> bad wow, match, you know, bad match. The wrestling is usually of such higher quality. <laughs> I'm just so sick of this Freebird storyline. Break up already. We know it's happening. We know it's going to happen. Not all of you can be cool with the use of the Confederate flag. <laughs> it's just so repetitive, isn't it? You know they're just really just dragging this out for WrestleMania. I know. <laughs> I get sick of this shit sometimes. I mean, I paid money to come see this. That's all I'm saying. I paid hard-earned money to come see this. And that will and be the last time, because now I'm going to go to backyard wrestling where the <laughs> real stuff is. Oh, they're not even being played out to the real Leonard Skinner song. It's a cover band. Hey. Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey, look, it's a fat high schooler being hit with a chair. <laughs> I love backyard wrestling. <laughs> yes, this reminds me of the old days. <laughs> of the Scottish Moors. 16-year-olds hitting each other with sharp sticks. 
look at that little dweeb doing backyard wrestling. He has a, his dad's baseball bat and some of his dad's nails in it. Yes, just like in the, the Highlands. These, sometimes people get killed here. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's, it's wonderful and beautiful. But yeah, we do get an F-bomb from this fucking this beat cop and you know blah blah it's, blah because he like accuses because they're like what are you doing in that parking garage and uh you know he's he's uses a slur and lambert's like why garfield you looking for a piece of ass <laughs> <laughs> and then the guy freaks out and just goes you went down to the garage for a blowjob i love the <laughs> idea like, this is highlander they like okay so this guy in a three-piece suit is also like an arts dealer maybe or whatever went down he was gonna suck your dick for money and you didn't for this pay. fucking toledo salamanca broadsword that was the exchange <laughs> yeah. a billion dollar sword i guess people would suck dick for that oh 100 i do love yeah so he's going to he's going to do that but then like uh, he decides to to turn turn tail on his uh, his prostitute there and cut his head off in the middle of a fucking parking garage and explode a bunch of cars. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Yes. <laughs> and somehow set off the sprinklers. Yeah, it was a real fucking rockin' beach, dude. That fucking <laughs> orgasm, man. Yeah. The or- like, instead of the quickening, it would be like, what, the or No, I don't know. Look, Look, you don't always have to take their heads off. If you make them... If one Highlander makes another Highlander come... That also triggers a quickening. When I, I don't ejac- know how. When I ejaculate, it's lightning. <laughs> uh, it's and he he does the thing. Am I under arrest or what? Yeah, and also like, dude, I don't know. I, I know that you're being drawn to the gathering, but I'd be like, time to beat, get back to Scotland, getting a little hot in the big city. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, dude. It is time to fucking. Uh, 86 Russell Nash and it's new identity season, baby. <laughs> Absolutely. Go l- literally anywhere. Well, yeah, you have to. He definitely has some real estate holdings in Scotland this many years. He has to learn something. Yes, but I can't move over there permanently because I have to get my fix of live professional wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> I also, but I also love the idea of like, I'm just going to go over into Scotland and wait until everyone dies of old age and then come back. <laughs> Hopefully they still have wrestling in another yeah. 50 years. You know how sometimes they actually have to burn down forests for them to recede? That's what I'm <laughs> doing with the human race. Uh, we also have Roxanne Hart here, who's a CSI, a CSI slash sword expert. Sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Hey, yeah, everybody's got different specialties, <laughs> I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is kind of yeah. weird. Well, I mean, maybe that's like I went to college for something and now yeah. I work at the oh, NYPD. Yeah. Yeah, the job market for like metallurgists at this in the eighties might have not been great. Um, yeah. So she's like on the case. She like, first of all, these swords apparently are just like leaving chips inside of walls and stuff, man. Which these, is crazy. Like these it, would not pass the strength test on Fortune Fire, man. Yeah, thank you, because this, it doesn't make like what are there are pieces missing out of this cantana now. Like, is he gonna reforge it? Is he gonna repair it? Exactly. It doesn't look like it has any chips. It looks beautiful. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it doesn't look like it's been damaged at all. But there's fragments of metal. I guess like you. I guess they can't show like microscopic or not microscopic, but you know what I mean, like slivers. Small. Yeah. So they just show like these big fucking like double <laughs> decker staples. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Mister McCloud, your uh, tang is a little off here. <laughs> Shut up, you nerd. <laughs> I own the sword. 10,000 years before you. 
Fix it or shut your mouth, you piece of shit. Okay, uh, Connor McLeod, you're 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 uh, you're you're a katana here. We'll go in in the uh, kill Doug's kill test to behead Clancy Brown. Clancy, you ready? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Greg. I think his tang looks a little bit off. Don't you? <laughs> I do like how he has to, uh, the Kurgan has to put his sword together like it's like a sniper rifle from hell. It's so cool. Dude, yep. I was like, what fucking bell tower are you atop, <laughs> Clancy J Brown? What are you doing well, right here? First of all, the Kurgan, which I love this, this character detail, I realized this last night, was like, he was waiting his entire life for heavy metal to be born. Like hundreds of years <laughs> waiting for heavy metal. And he's like, yes, oh my God, these guys are, oh my, oh what, my God. I've been waiting hundreds of years for this. It's so funny because it's like all the metal covers of albums have people like him on it in the bone armor. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's what they would have liked. Mm -hmm. uh, this is so great. It's finally me seeing myself on screen. This is amazing. You know, you know, this is amazing. You know, I've, I've never, I've never been this inspired. I'm going to go kill another panther and take its bones and make a skeleton hat over on my head for it. I, you know, I've been using this old one for so many years now. And finally, you know, this is beautiful. You know, How many uh, people do you think the Kurgan killed the night Jethro Tull beat uh, Metallica at the Grammys? Like a lot. Right? Oh, oh, God, dude. Definitely. I think if, if you looked at the date of when that Grammy ceremony was and then it was like the same night as some fucking mass murder in Idaho. That's what Kurgan was at the time. Yeah. Bullshit. Shit. He's gonna ride the lightning. <laughs> they use hey, this is this is fucking ridiculous. They use a flute. There's a goddamn flute on that album. <laughs> There's a Isn't anybody else outraged? <laughs> Don't you want to go cut some heads <laughs> off? Jesus, Jesus Christ, Kurgan. Why did you behead 20 men? Well, they were they were talking a little shit about David Mustaine. And, uh, <laughs> I can't I can't be having that. I can't be having that. I'm sorry. <laughs> he let them off easy. <laughs> I love the detail uh, Ramirez says in one of these flashbacks that he's from the steppes of Russia and uh, oh, yeah. from an area where they would take children and throw them into pits with for hungry, fun. Yeah, with hungry dogs, and they would <laughs> eat. They would like fight over the meat of the children. Immortal, you know, immortal race of super beings. Of course, the Russian one has to be the evil one. Of course, <laughs> yeah, of fucking yeah, course. Yeah. It's it's the you know the whole Eastern horde, yeah, which huh? I think is how. Uh, a lot of people view our podcast, this Eastern European horde washed <laughs> up on New York and are now podcasting. We're the Kurgan of podcasters. We are a bit. <laughs> we I am wearing to... my bone helmet. Dude, we all have to sit on each other's shoulders to be even any anywhere near as intimidating as Clancy Brown. But I'll try it. We'll we, do we... it. We don't all show it, but you know, and Eric takes the brunt of it, but we all actually have Z's in our last name. <laughs> <laughs> I do love, uh, uh, he, yeah. he does have a very, uh, the Kurgan's got a very uh, Terminator-esque, uh, Terminator, the Terminator-esque, uh, like, living situation. He's going to a flop house. Um, it's yeah, great. it's, I was, I was getting some um, basket case vibes, because it's oh, like yeah. a sleaze bag New York City <laughs> hotel. I love oh, it. Man. There's even a guy that's, like, trying to talk to him, and the guy, don't talk to the customers. <laughs> Like this, this old dude that's hanging out drinking in the fucking lobby of this hotel. That's man, you know, like when I find myself in one of them lobbies with a bottle of hooch, and I'm, I have like some sort of rapport with the scumbag counter attendant. <laughs> like, Have find been. me, find me in that flop house well, and put a bullet in my head. Well, that what? used to be a perfectly acceptable way to die: is to fucking uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> abandon your life. 
hang mm-hmm. out in the in a drinking quietly in the in a shitty motel lobby until good. it's time to go up to your shitty room yeah. and finally one day you die because your liver says goodbye everybody oh, yeah you God drink yourself sake. to death and then like a 16 dollar a week flat pass yeah <laughs> yep. you should be perfectly fine to do that why not like you're the goal is you become the guy in the Blues Brothers who yells at Dan Aykroyd, <laughs> "You got my cheese whiz, boy." Yes, because yes. then you're part of the community, right? You know there. what? That, and that's the thing is, fucking <laughs> America ruined it with credit cards because now you have to, to even to get into a flop house, you got to have a valid card, man. Like, no, I've got sixteen Bullshit. singles right here. Bullshit. That's how I'm spending. Yeah, maybe I've I don't got want the government to track me at every moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've got 16 singles and one pair of underwear. Let me into this fucking hotel. No, this is not beer. This is not alcohol, sir. This is hooch. And you will let me drink it. So after he like watches Brenda take those sword fragments out of the wall, like he follows her to a bar, which is hysterical. This fucking creep. Like she kind of thinks that uh you know she hears someone you know she does a whole like hey who are you or whatever and but then, she like, chases it which is yeah, ridiculous totally right someone's spying on me in a parking garage better chase him uh but, but they wind up downtown just uh actually i have to say geographically accurate to mm-hmm. madison square garden they're just a little bit downtown at uh mcmanus big uh old new york uh improv scene bar oh yeah I, I didn't notice it Oh yeah, oh, yeah, dude! It's it's, it's up and up, up front and center in this. It's pretty great. Right. I believe nice. they're hanging on by a thread. I hope they do survive because it's, it's a fun little bar for that, especially for that fucking neighborhood. And uh, the great hamburgers if you're ever in town. Um, so solid like, hamburger, solid solid hamburgers. Um, <laughs> it's true though, the food is good. And so, yeah, and when you're in New York, come on down to Peter <laughs> McManus and have a New York hamburger. Or order the Highlander. It's a it's a haggis burger with extra cheese and a huge glass filled to the top with whiskey. Dude, I would order the Highlander at least once. Totally. Well, because like that's what's going on here. Because Brenda, apparently a regular at McManus, she's very friendly with the bartender. Because the guy's just like, say when, you know, and she just gets this huge glass of booze poured for it's pretty awesome and he's like just like kind of creeping also in the bar and he's like madison square garden do you go there often (laughs) and she's like what (laughs) sorry sorry to bother you i just came here after my set uh, with my improv team good job guys good job (laughs) we had an amazing oh you're walking away because you're a woman and i'm talking about improv got it yeah yeah i think richard lewis was in the audience tonight I cannot imagine Richard Lewis <laughs> uh, sanctioning long form uh, improv. Uh, um, uh, will you let can... me? Uh, will you let me smoke? Will you let me smoke in the, in the audience? Can I do that? Well, then, okay. yeah, yeah, I'll sit. I'll sit we're, for it. We're just going to need a one word suggestion from the audience. Oh, <laughs> I heard the... sword. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, what I was going to say. But oh, yes. really? Because <laughs> yeah. there was, there, you know what? It's true though. There always was the older guy in your or older woman in your improv class, and just like, oh, like, oh, wow, that that person's still get out there you know he's 600 years old so he's you know i just wanted to meet some new people oh did i hear d-day okay 
I apologize to the rest of my team. All of my pop and historical references are so old. Uh, hey, Russell. Oh, God, you're so funny, and your monologues are amazing. I don't even know where you get your ideas. But you always end your scenes by beheading people, and it's just really not cool, especially in a mono scene. Like, that guy can't come back, Yeah, really. Russell, we just run around the stage to end the scene, <laughs> just so you know. Well, like, I, I don't know what you want me to do when you say the quickening is happening. <laughs> Am I supposed to move around or something? I so, see a neck and I yes and it. I don't know what to say. <laughs> Russell, uh, you know, it, it, another great, great set tonight. You were uh, really getting out there, really putting yourself on the line. I have to say, though, your object work appears to be nothing but you're always holding a sword. <laughs> and so you can see that was problematic in the scene where we were a family of four in a small car and you were supposed to be driving, but you just sat in the folding chair and pretended to hold a sword. I mean, Russell, that was a hell of a solo set, but do you have to end every solo set the same way, shooting yourself in the head and then saying, see, nothing? <laughs> you know what? I don't even need them. I could just... Hold my sword on the subway, and that's improv everywhere. <laughs> I am not wearing pants, but I am carrying a sword. <laughs> Isn't that nutty? You can talk about it. <laughs> that's crazy, right? I uh, gave Del Close the idea for the Herald. <laughs> okay, okay, it's showtime, everybody. Clear an area for our dancer. Clear the area. It's a boombox. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, she's uh, rightfully creeped out by this robot. And so, like... <laughs> He runs after her outside, and then, uh-oh, surprise fucking Clancy Brown attack. Look out below. She And she gets the score pretty quickly because, I mean, I don't know. I mean, obviously, Clancy Brown has to be the villain because he's, he's 17 feet tall, and he's dressed in all black leather and, like, is laughing while he's trying to kill this guy. Right. But she gives him a pipe and saves his life. He's about to get fucking quickened, dude. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. It is kind of great, though, because while he does have his own pipe at one point, he's being beaten with a pipe mercilessly earlier in the fight, and it is kind of hilarious. Mm -hmm. And we get a police helicopter, which is oh. you know just one of many copter shots in this film. It's gorgeous. Dude, did everybody get the fucking chuckle at this uh, copter pilot, though? No. Because, like, the guy rolls up, and, you know, it's like an NYPD copter. They got the spotlight on uh christopher lambert and clancy brown fighting each other and the guy's like hey hey get, and then they like kind of run and he's like hey get back here hey hey yeah. come back here and like this cop just hilariously sounds so defeated it's the funniest <laughs> well, thing well you know i can't really oh you're going to an alleyway the one thing that i can't do <laughs> oh we can't fly down there honey i lost a guy today <laughs> i don't know what i'm gonna do I yeah. never lost a guy before, Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that guy cuts his own head off in a fit of depression. <laughs> it is. It's so yeah. And then she's like, they they don't hook up here, right? He just kind of like, thanks for the save, goodbye. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I think he tells her like, it's one of those like, you don't know what you're getting into. That's right. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and he goes home. And the thing that I, I stuns me about this movie because he hasn't gone home yet, really. As yeah. a character, he goes home, he takes off this really cool trench coat that he's wearing the whole movie, 
and he's had a leather jacket on underneath all the time. Like, yep. how are you moving your arms in a sword fight with a leather jacket with a coat on top of it? Look, You're getting look, your head cut off right off, dude. Look, right some, off. some people like the Steve Bannon wardrobe. You know, <laughs> several coats and shirts on top of several coats and shirts. Oh, yeah. I trained Steve Bannon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was really sweltering hot at Madison Square Garden. Could have been the four coats I was wearing. But I believe they need to put up the AC. Well, you know what it is, though, Steve, right? It's like, I'm going to the premier wrestling event at the world's <laughs> greatest arena. I have to look great. I'm going to wear <laughs> my cool, hip, new leather jacket. Uh-oh. What's that? Rain. Oh. <laughs> And, like, he doesn't want the leather jacket to get wet, so thus the raincoat duster on top of it yes. so he can still go out, use public Smart. transportation to get to the arena, and then look fucking cool. While you got to put it wrestling. inside out, Jerry Seinfeld. That's what you got to do. <laughs> Dude, he is kind of dressed like Jerry Seinfeld through yes. all of the present-day material. We are talking tucked-in T-shirts into bad-looking jeans, the sneakers. It's kind of great. It is kind of great, like... It's kind of great. If, if, I mean, even <laughs> even the Nazi regalia is a bit of like Excuse almost me? almost pirate shirt esque when he's when he shoots the Nazi when we have the little Nazi interlude. All right, all right. Well, he wouldn't be wearing Nazi regalia in that. Yeah. Well, his his regalia in the Nazi era then, Eric. Right now, okay. Then well, since we're talking about the Nazi scene, this was something that was cut out of the movie for years and years and years. I see why. It makes no sense. Well, I but guess of course it does. The, oh, yeah. look, look, you don't know he's a good guy. He has to kill a Nazi. <laughs> okay? Wait, wait, look, look, we just got to make sure everybody knows he's a good guy, so he's got to kill a Nazi. That's not what it is. That the girl is now the woman that's yes. running his business. Yes. yes. That's what oh, I've been yeah. trying to oh, say. That, and that's that, how that is that, a huge plot point. You're right. That matters a lot I, to the movie. Why does <laughs> everything have to be a fucking plot point, Chris Cabin? It's a fucking two-second scene in a fucking movie. I'm arguing you with you, Chris, but I agree that it, the movie kind of plays better for me without it because it's like, first of all, it makes it a little faster runtime. Yes. But... It might be just like another piece of cheese too much on the Highlander sandwich. Well, it is, I, I kind of agree with you, Eric. It's it's one of those things where it's like, all right, we're either doing Connor McCloud throughout time or we're not. And just one Nazi scene here and a weird Faye duel we get later yeah. as well. It, yeah. It's not it's not really adding a lot to like this guy has lived a really long life kind of a thing. It's kind of not enough. Like if you're gonna do that, you gotta do it more. And what exactly. like I actually yep. think that this franchise would be great with just one and done, like don't Absolutely. make sequels. Yeah. But at least in the third movie, we lean into like the French Revolution or and we get more of that. And it's kind of more interesting to see that shit when swords mattered. I just yeah. I, I just don't need him being the full Wolverine and he was at every conflict, every major conflict <laughs> yeah. that ever happened in the history of hey. time. Hey, Kurgan, let's go back to back and get them. <laughs> did you fight with the South, Kurgan? <laughs> it's oh, at dude, least not like he's like that fucking Wolverine movie. And it's like, and then I assassinated Hitler. Like he's just <laughs> yes. there. You know what I mean? I don't know. I think I, it's I, great. I, I, I fucking I, love it. It's a fucking hilarious line that I he says to the Nazi. I assassinated Hitler a little too late. I did it in the bunker at the very end. <laughs> no one knows. Uh, but I will say, I, I, I will disagree with you, Eric. I do. I, I like the 
I mean, and I guess this is just an aesthetics thing, but I prefer Highlander. Like the fact that two dudes in like bad jeans and sne- and like whatever in front of Madison Square Garden are fighting with swords, I think is more cool than when everyone's got swords. Cause like, whoa, Thank swords. You. Yes, it's way fucking better, dude. A huge mm. sword fight in a metropolitan area where there are never sword fights normally. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, you're, you're when not- I'm in when I'm in like Scotland or and that's I guess also why I like those other cutaways because like. I'm not just looking at fucking hills in flashbacks. Like, I just appreciated going other places. And it's just enough where it's like, I understand either way that he's been alive for 400 years. But, like, uh, the fact that it dips in a little bit, I'm okay with. Like, it doesn't have to go full fucking interview with the vampire, us through the ages shit. But, like, you know. What I'm saying is, if he decapitated the Nazi, maybe I'm okay. But he Rick Dalton's him. He just blows him away. <laughs> I well, unless, like, the, unless the Nazi was a fucking, uh, uh, you know, Highlander himself, why would he get decapitated? Oh, just willy-nilly. Just decapitate people. That's what your business is. I, I get think, so bored with nothing but decapitations. My major problem with this scene is I've seen the movie, like, uh, probably 200 times. And I've seen it mostly the American theatrical version, which was initially broadcasted on television. And now the only source that's available is the international slash director's cut or whatever they're calling it. And it just jars me because I'm like, I know this movie beat for beat. What? A new scene? That's kind of where I'm coming from with it. I think it... it's. I mean, his retort is like, oh, you're the master race. It's, It's... it, we're it's, getting we're getting into like last action hero maybe it is he's like yeah, oh, so, yeah the, the, he calls him Jack which is like l- at least thirty years too early but you know you sure. should call him Jerry which <laughs> what they called fucking Germans yeah. in the war look, look if I get a, a Christopher Lambert hey Claudius <laughs> then I'll be very happy if I could get something like that going I'd be very happy oh, yes. but that's not so, something is rotten in Denmark <laughs> hey Claudius you rat fuck. <laughs> It's using totally anachronistic language. I'd love that. Uh, so um, in the Highlands, um, uh, blah, 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 Connor gets uh, ousted by his clan because they're like, he's a witch. Um, oh, he's, he's, in, he's in concert with the devil. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the and, lady is the one that's the most extremely against him. Yeah, I mean, she was down for that D unless that D is possessed by the other D, the big D <laughs> devil. D- oh, fuck, a devil dick, dude. <laughs> oh, man, whip out the double D. You'll never survive the devil dick. <laughs> oh, definitely not, dude. I think that's what they called the dildo in seven. <laughs> this summer, Christopher Lee is back as Devil Dick. Get circumcised this summer, 1976. <laughs> exactly. Yes, yeah. you know, over the years playing Draculia, uh, my role in Lord of the Rings, etc., etc., I always go back to playing the prestigious role of Devil Dick. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I've played Dracula like seven times, but I would have played Devil Dick 70 times. And yes, uh, before you you guess, yes, I was in a big prosthesis walking around like uh, Eddie Murphy as Gumby, but as a big (laughs) red penis. The only Devil Dick with the only triple X feature I was ever in. I know it sounds weird, but actually true. (laughs) <laughs> Peter Cushing was in that one, right? Oh, yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, as he played uh, the guy. Try, we must find the devil dick and oh, cut it, it off. 
Professor- it is I, Father Johnson. <laughs> yes. Father Johnson. Excellent. You may fuck when ready. <laughs> Uh, but so he gets ousted and he s- settles down with another lass in a different part of the Highlands. Heather. I, Heather. I wonder how far it is. It's like, hey, Heather, don't go two towns over. Bunch of assholes. They don't know anything. They're going to tell you a bunch of stories about me. Totally fake. They're going to say I was dead or something. Total bullshit. <laughs> Also, I never dated anyone named Renee. Don't ask about <laughs> Renee. <laughs> I know that you really love Two Towns Over's farmer's market, <laughs> but you just have to pretend it went out of business, baby. Now, Heather, now, Heather if you ever, ever hear from a man named Dugan, he is not related to me. <laughs> He's a crazy man who roams the streets saying I'm his cousin. <laughs> oh, you thought my name was McLeod since you... Vi- no, no, it's been McLeod this entire time. <laughs> you've, oh, you've misheard me. McLeod. Because I'm such a yeller. Yeah, I love this fucking in, this like individual castle tower he has. I'm like, yeah. did he build this? Is it 1600s now? No, uh, I think it's like a. Uh, oh look, the family died in here. <laughs> yeah. They died. They fell apart when my sword went through them. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what this castle like. What is? Are you supposed to just have dinner in it? <laughs> like a, what? What is? Yeah. What's going on? It, it looks like it's, it's a, a staircase. Staircase. A, di- a, a staircase to nothing in it's it. It's a dinner and a show. <laughs> Uh, so we're doing some fucking in a field because we love each other so much. Yeah. And here comes Ramirez. Fuck. I'm sorry. I just said a good old fashioned field fuck, Steve. Mm-hmm. That's all. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oof. Mm-hmm. Nice roll in the field, <laughs> dude. But yeah, here we go. Juan Sanchez Villalobos Ramirez. <laughs> and before you ask, yes, I was watching you have sex before I <laughs> yeah. decided to make my presence known. I've been here for 20 minutes. Your cock is exquisite. And yes, uh, before you ask, I can go through that name one more time for you. That's Juan Chanchez, Villa Lobos, Ramirez. It's actually four parts. It sounds like five, but it's four parts. I love the, like, the whole peacock feather cape he's got oh, it's going. So good. Dude, this outfit of his is the fucking dopest shit, man. I mean, because like, that's what's so awesome about Highlander is that like... <sighs> Take any part of this movie, not any part, but a lot of parts of this movie, leave them on your, on their own, like just think about them on their own. It's some of the dumbest shit you'll ever see in your life. But for whatever reason, when it's all combined together in this movie Highlander, a costume like Sean Connery's in this movie looks so awesome. Yeah. I, would, I would suggest to you that you could walk into anywhere with a, a, a peacock cape and people will listen to you. They're, they might think you're crazy, but they are going to listen to you for sure. You can command it. Go into yeah. court. Go into court like on like you got a speeding ticket. And just go in there with a fucking peacock cape on. Trust me, the judge won't know what to do. In your mind, you think you look like Sean Connery, but you look like Homer Simpson in the Moo Moo. Oh, yes, <laughs> exactly. I don't think you're going to look quite as sharp as uh, a 1986 Sean Connery, Chris. I'm, I'm just going to guess. Look, yeah. I'm not saying you're going to be the handsomest Belle at the ball there. I'm saying you're going to get some attention. 
And this specially like like this this curated facial hair he's got. Mm. It's cool. It's mm. a good look. And, mm. and, and and the piece is working for him. I mean, it's a yeah. piece, but it's working. I'll uh, take a piece of that action. <laughs> is the facial hair also a piece? <laughs> I think he could grow it. I don't know. So he, he could ex- grow it. He explains Highlanderism, uh, which is fun. <laughs> You've been inflicted with a terrible disease. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe you weren't uh, uh, paying attention during my toilet rant at the beginning. Here it is again. Look, looks like your mother was smoking too many swords during pregnancy. <laughs> oh, wait, now that sounds sexual. <laughs> uh, uh, too bad your mother was laying with the devil's dick. And now, yup, you're a Highlander. <laughs> Does the name Christopher Lee ring a bell? You know, the crossover in the legend of Highlander and Devil Dick made me think that there'd be some renewed interest in the Devil Dick franchise, but unfortunately, I never played Devil Dick again. (laughs) Yeah, you'll notice there is a reference, of course, to Devil Dick in the Highlander film. At (laughs) one point, you can see that Christopher Lambert, the star of the film, has a hard-on. And I thought that was really a wonderful, a wonderful little homage to our film. Yeah, that's an Easter egg. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is he uh, flashing some wood in this movie? Uh, I'm just making a joke. Ah, damn! Got me, got me all ready to fucking I mean, rewind. Probably, I mean, you might be able to. Who knows? If you watch <laughs> this movie enough, you'll eventually, like your mind's eye, will present you Christopher Lambert's dick. <laughs> yeah, you'll get a bulge. Some visual trickery will bring a bulge to your eye. <laughs> Wait a minute, visual trickery? I'm the real deal. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, he sort of, yeah, just like Steve said, uh, trains him in Highlander ways and in better sword fighting, I guess, because that is the other thing. Yes. He is, a, he is stabbed immediately on the battlefield. This yes. guy doesn't know his fucking sword from his ass, man. And th- these drunken Scots are like, oh, go, McLeod, here is your sword, you'll do fine. And then the fucking Kurgan just ganks him immediately. <laughs> hey, yeah. what, is, what is this thing? Which end do I hit with? <laughs> Are, am I supposed to throw it at him? Am I supposed to be bleeding and hurting when I hold it? <laughs> oh, am I? I'm holding the shop in. Oh, wait, where do I plug this in? <laughs> where do I load the sword? I don't. The, 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 the death has to be loaded into the sword, right? The training is cool, and it gives it it gives us time for like buddy shit. It is. I mean, and this is the thing. I would be. I mean, look. look I, and I mean, I understand it's cool to cut people's heads off. And yes, it makes you more powerful. Quickenings are fun. I'd be looking for more and more Highlander buddies. Like, I'd be, you know, looking yeah. around. I'd be like, hey, man. Oh, cool. Like, I would you know, use my Highlander sets to be like, yo, dude, you want to get a drink? Awesome. What were you? What, what have you been up to? What's well, your journey it, it like? It seems like he's got that relationship with that dude, Castigar. Yeah, totally. Like, he's got some buddies. And I think that that's what, I, obviously, that's one of the many problems with our friend Kurgan. He just. Needs to open himself up to, to male friendships, dude. I, I agree with that. Yeah, man. That dude is like going his own path and it's fucking dark and dangerous, dude. You got you folks out there, you need a dude support system. Mm-hmm. I just don't get it. I invite everyone over to my apartment. <laughs> We're supposed to watch heavy metal and then nobody shows up. Next thing I know, the crudite is spoiled. <laughs> no, I think it's over with. I tried to get them to go to a motorhead show with me and they said no dice. <laughs> Well, I guess I'm just going to have to kill everyone then. (laughs) I'm going to rule over this land, and I guess Lemmy will be my subordinate. 
Oh, definitely. <laughs> uh, I mean, you do get so I do like the buddy stuff here in the training where like, yeah, you're going to have to balance on this boat now. You better not fall in the water. What's that he say? Oh, you can't swim, boy. Or uh, just like, him, oh, no, stop it. I'm going to fall. I told you already, you Spanish peacock. I can't swim. <laughs> I love when he falls. He goes, help. Help! And he goes to the bottom, and he learns he can he can not breathe underwater. I don't know how this works, but he's surviving underwater. Is yes, the he does laugh underwater. underwater, dude. It is insane, so and he's also like I don't know. It's it's definitely supposed to be he's talking out loud because they make it sound all like bubbly. Yeah, but he's just like. I'm breathing down here. Oh, <laughs> I'm not drowning. <laughs> It's yeah. just fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And he's like sitting there on a rock, just underwater laughing. He's yes. like doing some sword play down yeah, there. Yeah, he's like cutting seaweed and shit. Oh, of course you can you can breathe underwater. You're just going to eat the bubbles and avoid the squids when they try <laughs> to bounce up and down. But you must make sure to eat the bubbles. Also, and you hear the noise that goes, but, but, it means you're running out of air. Better find an air bubble, Sonic. Oh my God! Wow! I, I, now that's a Sonic reference. I almost thought it was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles video game reference. Remember I that? thought we were talking Super Mario sixty four. I, I was doing Mario because oh, of the squids. Right? Yes, that's right. The bubble okay. also. Yes. Okay. But remember the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game where it was impossible to get past the uh, yes the... that first one for Nintendo. Oh, that yeah. game God. is the hardest game anyone's ever conceived, and I don't understand it. I do not understand. It's just it. the cruelty <laughs> behind the creation of that video game is something I'll never understand because it's like. You're making this shit for kids. Yeah. It's the Ninja Turtles. I mean, come on. For and babies. It's the you know hardest what? fucking shit. Check the back of that cartridge. I bet it says Silver Shamrock. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, no, the kids have to learn. They will be defeated. They will they will kneel That's to video true. games. They will not I, they will not beat them all. That is actually the, the moment I gave up on life. That's right. Uh, the Nintendo. The barriers were down, you see, between Michelangelo and Raphael. <laughs> Splinter might be looking in. <laughs> there is a dumbest shit little sight gag that happens, though. Like, like Sean Connery. They cut to him, and he's like just made a fire on the side of the the lake here, and they see you see Lambert like walk out, all Jason Voorhees like, and everything. And uh, Sean, I don't remember what Sean Connery says. Was oh, how was your dip or whatever? Yeah. And Lambert, dude, a fucking fish falls out of his kilt. Come yeah. on, <laughs> that was pretty stupid. Oh, I liked it. <laughs> um, Eric, you're, you're a Highlander expert. I thought I understood Highlander powers, the do's and don'ts. What is with the stag all of a sudden? Like, oh, yeah. it, it never comes up again. I never understand even what it is. Like it is like, it, oh, feel yeah. the power of the stag. And he starts running even faster. And I'm like, but how? And like, does he need to be around livestock to be truly immortal? Like I'm it's, really confused. I mean, I feel like this is obviously an idea that's kind of fallen by the wayside with, with sequels and TV shows. Well, I don't know about the TV show, but I guess the idea is like you can you can commune with the animal and, mm -hmm. and yeah and lock into their power because I guess in the end of the movie when he finally wins the prize which is taken away from him in multiple sequels which sucks 
but they say you could be one with like all living beings. So I guess yes. like if you're next to an animal and you can just like tap into like I don't know how great they run. Yeah, well they like it's ill-defined, yeah. but there's a fucking banger queen song. So shut the fuck up. Yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> It is kind of ridiculous. And I even, I mean, I didn't even look into it that much. I was like, oh, he's just having some fun on the beach. It's like <laughs> yes. the end of the training, you know, and he's like, now for the most important lesson. Now, McLeodius, there can be only one, but you have to understand there will be other ones born and they can technically take the title away from you. It's really complicated. You'll see in the sequels. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Oh, also, we're, we're aliens, by the way. <laughs> yeah. We're totally aliens. Worst decision they could have made for that sequel. And then the third movie, they're just like, yeah, it's the third movie. Forget that second movie, though. Just pretend that the third movie is the second movie. You're following along? Is there some other... Because I don't remember from our episode on the on the second movie, but... Is there some like alternate cut out there that like fixes some of that or not so much? There yeah, there's is... something called the Renegade cut. Yes, yes. And I don't really, uh, I don't think I've, I might have seen it once. I think that has some World War II stuff in it, Steve. Um, oh, okay. Or some kind of war scene. I don't really remember it too clearly, but uh, yeah. Oh, good. That's what I need. That's, yeah, I need uh, Connor McLeod in Korea. <laughs> what I was just fucking jonesing for. I mean, the the bummer of that that's and now we've also we've done episodes on on uh, Highlander two and three. If you're a new listener, you can find that in the feed or the archive or wherever they may be. Check out whmpodcast.com for that complete listing under WHM Prime. But uh, yeah, I feel like that's that second sequel diminishes a lot by making them aliens from another planet that come down to earth and <laughs> it's, da, 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 da. It, it's too much in the stew you, you yes. don't have to you don't have to add you know meatballs into your stew as well i, I love the idea that there, there's really they never even try and get it's like the x-men rule it's like it's cooler if you don't know These, exactly. cer- certain people can do this certain people can do that uh-huh. You know, and I don't then, know where it comes from. Yeah. Yep. And then the third movie, it's just like, well, whatever. Now it's just he's Christopher Lambert is raising this kid and he has to fight uh, uh, Mario Van Peebles. I, I would prefer oh, them right. to stop talking about like what the whole thing with the Highlanders is. I've, I understood it the first time and get more of the stuff like with Connery, like Shakiko. The, the love I always knew. See, thank you. This is what I'm talking about. This prequel series, Ramirez, coming soon. Yes. Yeah, totally. Because this, yeah, this is where he drops uh, that he's 2,000 years old. In 593 BC, he got the sword that he still has, uh, and it was made for him in Japan. Is the idea? He's trying to explain to him, like, oh, by the way, that Heather, yeah, pretty bonny lass, yeah, yeah. Uh, you have to throw that shit to the curb immediately. <laughs> yeah, let let you her know. go, brother. Oh, man, she just brings you down, dude. She brings you down. You, you want to go to the pub with your pals? Guess who's going to be giving you guff? Heather. It's <laughs> fucking true. Here, I got, I got you a book. It's called I Hope They Serve Beer in Hell. It's going to help oh, you with your single life. Oh, yes, it's- that's right. Max Tucker, one of the mortals. <laughs> a mortal philosopher. Oh yes, yes. I mean, I think that like that's the thing is like, he's like, oh, here's the bad news: you can't ever have kids. Hey, great, pretty cool. No condoms. <laughs> yes, now I can spend the rest of eternity not wrapping it up. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh man. So he could probably like, he'll get STDs and it's not a big deal, but he'll spread them. Yes. Oh, is yeah. that is that how that would work? You think? I think that's what's happening. Yeah, he carries yeah. it, I think, is the idea. Yeah. I mean, he, he don't give a shit. Highlander don't care. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean he's patient zero. He's like probably is still carrying around the black plague in like the eighties. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this this uh the lady of Brenda that works at the police station, once they have sex, she just deteriorates into <laughs> slime. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's like a Fulci movie. Everybody he fucks just melts. Oops. <laughs> well, <laughs> You just had to have it. I'm so. <laughs> this summer, you'll never survive the melt fucker. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Ramirez tells this tale of he was uh, married to this woman, Shakiko, <laughs> says Sean Connery. Uh, Shakiko in you know, some point in Japan, yada, yada, yada. You know, she got fucking old and died, and you're an immortal dude, and that's horrible to watch all your friends and acquaintances and loved ones die around you. So you, I guess, can be... That, that more than anything, should be like, now, take this card, all this information about where you can find the rest of us Highlanders, because we're the only fucking friends you can have. <laughs> and that should be... There should be this Immortals community, where they're just, yeah. like, going to the movies, mm-hmm. catching a Nick game, maybe except, some sword fights. Except for that Kurgan. What a motherfucker that guy is. <laughs> Buzzkill. You know what? This might, not, this might not make a lot of sense, but if he won the prize... The mortal world of men would descend into an eternity of darkness. <laughs> Don't follow up on how any of that would happen. Yep. Nope. Yes. No. No further questions at this Highlander press conference. Especially <laughs> since the sequels kind of retcon it that uh, the prize is just mortality. But anyway, you could you could you could <laughs> hear everyone's thoughts in the world at the end of this movie. Oh, by the way, uh, another thing I just happened to know: can't fight on sacred ground. Just. Yep, uh, I woke up and I had a dream where that happened. So I'm just gonna tell. I'm gonna repeat it like it's fact. It's tradition. None of us would break it. I, I had a dream and I saw script changes in it. <laughs> so I mean, this is one of those things where it's like, you know, couldn't we maybe just maybe have some sort of idea of sacred ground that's not just a fucking church? Mm, you know gra- what I mean? Like a graveyard. These. these Whatever. I mean, these beings are thousands of years old in some cases. Like, I don't know, just a fucking church? Come on, oh, man. Christianity is still like the new thing. It's like, hold I don't up. know, man. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, hold up, Highlander. He's walked into a blockbuster. That is <laughs> sacred ground. He might be looking for a new release or an old favorite. We better go along. Yeah, it's, I believe that the sacred ground is close to where the airheads are. <laughs> you're talking about the airheads candy yes yes there we go i first of all for a second i thought the movie and i was like what were those guys doing the, the, well, are yeah, those guys highlanders you can, they get might air, be. you can get airheads you can get popcorn right there at blockbuster <laughs> that's right you get the delicious buttery act two popcorn <laughs> oh, <delicious>. <laughs> every decade we decide what is the new holy ground okay <laughs> And at the at the uh, uh, Highlander Council, we have every hundred years. <laughs> In the nineteen seventies, it was a porno theater. <laughs> you you have sullied this ground with TGI Fridays potato skin potato <laughs> chips. Yeah. In the nineteen nineties, it was TGI Fridays. You couldn't fight in a TGI Fridays. <laughs> I really wanted the 1980s location of our sacred ground to be Burger King. 
I was vetoed by the Highlander Council. I tried to take his little crown, and they said there could be only one Burger King. But I said, <laughs> I am the Burger King. In the early aughts, it was a pack sun. You couldn't fight inside of a Pacific sunwear. <laughs> but you could buy some great board shorts and a Hawaiian shirt to beat the band. Well, I think this poster looks pretty sharp. <laughs> I exclusively buy sunglasses at Pack Sun. <laughs> um, so you don't forget that I've been dead for five hundred years. <laughs> nah, oh, nah. whoops! Yes, and I come back to life in the future, which is two thousand something in Highlander Two. So he's, uh, you know, um, Connor McLeod's out somewhere. I guess he's getting like milk or something down the road, and. Uh, good old, uh, you know, uh, Ramirez and his wife are, uh, and McLeod's wife are having a good, you know, just a, a friend's dinner. And he's like, I was once banging this lady. How about this fun story? <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> fucking great. And she's like, ah, oh, 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 oh. when does Connor get back exactly? Dude, they need some kind of line because this whole shit goes down. Like, here comes the Kurgan. He comes calling. This whole shit happens. Was Connor McCloud taking a shit? <laughs> Where know. was this guy? It's like you need some because there's nothing, right? It, that scene starts with it's the two of them. It's Heather and Ramirez. They're sitting at a table inside the tower, just getting fucked up on wine. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, he's just he's like about to tell some kind of dirty story. But there needs to be some like, yes. well, Connor should be back any minute, right? You know, or anything. There could be like a thing where he like he he's like, oh, I got to go back and defend the village, even though they cast me out. Like he needs to like yeah. maybe a scene that will help him cut his former life completely out. Yeah, yes. to, to prove that he's the better man or something. I would have loved it if that you know Ramirez is sitting down. He's like, so yeah, I was uh, I was standing outside the cave, and then yeah, he came out, sharp <laughs> as a fiddle, came out, and he was resurrected. <laughs> it was it's pretty amazing. <laughs> I, mean, I, 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 thought, I thought he was dead for good. I gotta be honest. I said, Jesus, I really did the best to get ye killed. <laughs> and I, and then I went, I said, he's getting away. <laughs> he's getting away. I mean, we could always just do it again, you know, you know, kill him again. I mean, Christ might have been a, a Highlander. Exactly. They didn't cut his head off, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Fatal mistake, man. Um. So Kurgan shows up and. It's a cool fight scene. Yes, they're fighting in this weird tower that Connor lives in where the stairs literally go nowhere. It, but it's it's because he's building his dream home. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the fact that, like, the Kurgan is so strong at this point. I mean, he's absorbed so many quickening souls or whatever. He's hitting the fucking wall of this shit, and it's just coming down. Dude, it is hilarious. And you're looking at all these, like, prop bricks just fall over on Sean Connery. I absolutely love it. And this this right here is my favorite look of the Kurgan uh, because Clancy Brown in this sequence specifically looks like if Joey Ramone was in Guar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, that's how he's dressed here. And it's fucking yeah. awesome. Both things rule. <laughs> um, well, here's the thing that I don't understand about Highlanderism in, in, insofar as so Ramirez gets a good cut on uh, the Kirk and nearly takes his head off, but doesn't. Yeah. A, Ramirez should win this fight. He's got the advantage. Now. This dude's bleeding from his fucking throat. Yeah. yeah. B, why does it scar? Should If that's the case, shouldn't these guys be totally scarred forever, like all over their, the place kind of a thing? 
I guess. Yeah. Or, I, uh, it's a cut. I mean, it looks cool, yeah. which I think is the answer. But I think, you know I what I mean? Like well, maybe of, because like the neck area, right? Like that's the only area that will do you in. Oh. Right. As, uh, you know, so like that area maybe can scar because like you could get your head chopped off. Like it's, if you got yeah. your arm chopped off, you wouldn't die. It's you more know. sensitive. So like when a Highlander jacks off, there's rubbing their throat. Like, <laughs> oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, all these Highlanders were like getting the best swords, you know, hidden in the deepest, darkest. I would be getting the best neck protector. Yes. Oh, yes. That they've got a, a steel, perfect, like the best metal on earth to make a neck protector. Mm-hmm. Or, like, that's the thing about this fight. So Ramirez and Kurgan are fighting, and, like, he gets Ramirez down on his knees on the stair staircase to nowhere. Yeah. And, like, he just beheads, and I'm like, if I'm a guy who could just survive anything, why am I just not rolling on the fucking floor? Yeah, totally. You know what? Here's the thought I had last night watching it, you know. Uh, we in this whole sequence where Ramirez is training him and everything, he, this is where he talks about at least fucking two thousand years old, ancient Egypt, all that shit. I think Ramirez is just kind of over it. Absolutely, and he's like, you know what, Kurgan? Yeah, dude. I mean, I could have totally kicked your weird ass, but like, mm-hmm. I'm over it, man. I fucking saw the pyramids built. He's Cut training my head off, someone. He feels like yep. he's got a successor, and yep. him cutting the Kurgan's like neck is him. This is like, well. He could have done it or, you know, like they're they're equally matched, like no, no shade to Ramirez, mm. even though he died. Shakiko, baby, I'm coming. I'm, <laughs> Daddy's coming home, Shakiko. <laughs> I want to see him as a fucking little angel, like trying to fly into heaven. Shakiko, Shakiko. I'm, com- I'm coming oh, to am- get you, Shakiko, and your weird father. <laughs> Dude, these fucking immortals, they're not being allowed into heaven. Uh, Come on. No, you know, oh, they're, they're plunging to hell. Oh, hell people. Yeah, totally. It's kind of a rad thing thinking about it, though, in that next scar, because it's like, you know, Kurgan has gone around for centuries just murdering Highlanders left and right, murdering these immortals, murdering just regular people. There was the the baby pit toss thing that we were talking sure. about. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, but like he doesn't remember any of those guys. It's like remembering a shit you took to him. Mm-hmm. Oh, but. Yeah. He will always remember Ramirez, the one who fucking scarred that neck, man. Totally. Ultimate victory for Ramirez here. He lives in infamy on Clancy Brown's neck, and he can finally be done with this planet. Yeah. Win-win for me, man. <laughs> I get to, wait, I get to be part of Clancy Brown and be dead. Sounds good to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this the the post Ramirez quickening is awesome too, because like it makes more of this tower fall down. And it's implied right here, and we learn later that um, afterwards um, he takes uh, advantage of uh, or he assaults um, yeah, yeah. McLeod's wife. You know, Heather. Yeah, yeah, Heather. Uh, Heather and uh, McLeod comes back, and you know, it's she's just like that. You know, she doesn't say anything, and they kind of live the rest of their lives. She ages really well, and I guess like at the end when she's super old, she's like what. 46 i guess is my guess well, yeah i mean you, it's like, you yep. take you take this young actress and you put a fucking uh white wig on her <laughs> no connor it's time for me to go i'm going to die from good looks <laughs> <laughs> with all this age makeup on she uh sort of looks like bonnie bedelia mm. 
Um, we get the great, I think around like we're watching her age and we, who wants to live forever? Oh, yeah. Dude, oh, dude the dude, fucking music. I mean, it brings it all together. And the fact that like the Queen music is like structured around the story, it just elevates that story. Well, that's what I was saying at the beginning. It's like this this story does have a very progish feel to it yeah you can imagine like a canterbury scene type band doing a a a narrative like this like a a a camel yeah uh, hawkwind has an album about the michael moorcock character elric there you go yeah i mean this is it's a it's a concept album specifically exactly Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah yep i would totally i would totally buy that and you know the cool fucking animated vhs bonus thing that came along when you bought the tape at fucking strawberries yeah definitely oh man the 10 f- the, the last track is a 10 minute jam called shakiko oh yes <laughs> shakiko we're going to shakiko um around here we get back to the present day and it's the fucking great uh Polito's eating those Doritos. Yes. Love that stuff. Because the it, it's like the, the, the fucking last gasp of like anyone giving a shit about these police characters, really. Yes. Nobody could. Because I mean, it's obviously a window into her. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Brenda. Brenda. Yeah. Because she's, and you know, she's obviously like the love interest. She's got more to do and say. But yeah, you just see like Polito eating these Doritos next to this other detective, and it's like, Okay, guys. Sounds good. They're like, I don't know. Sure are a lot of fucking beheadings lately in the Big Apple. I feel like they unload all the, like, really gross shit onto, like, not only do they have the weird, like, oh, you wanted a blowjob scene. Yes. They also have this, there's this really weird racist thing where they're like, oh, what are you, like a Vietnamese neighbor? They ate your dog or something? Oh, like uh, it's yeah. just some random fly off line. I'm yeah. like, why are these scenes here and why oh, are these lines here? By the way, at the start of this episode, I think I mentioned there was a burning cross in this movie, and it's at the Clan McLeod, like when they're going to the initial fight, which I just don't even understand what that's about. Well, I think in that case, it's not, you know, no, I know, but, <laughs> but... Maybe, maybe the Kurgan was the good guy. Let's just say that maybe <laughs> the Murdochs you. and the Thank Kurgan you. were on the right side of history. I agree with that. <laughs> Those people are into what? Oh, get me my skull helmet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm going to enjoy this quickening. <laughs> By the way, the the fucking the fla- there's a flashback as well to the uh, 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 1783. He meets uh, Castiger at a uh, at the Central Park Bridge, and it's like yes. they talk about like drinking and this prior party where he called a uh this like royalty guys or i don't know it's america i guess that just means a rich guy now (laughs) (laughs) a rich guy's wife a fucking bloated warthog so they have to duel and he just keeps getting up after he keeps getting stabbed it's kind of hilarious in this like weird barry linden situation that he's gotten himself into because like yeah this is him like blowing up his own spot because, like, yeah. he's giving away the secret of, like, ah, 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 you can't kill me that easily. And that's hey, the only way you could even kill me was to cut my head. Oh, <laughs> shit. Did I do it again? <laughs> but this is what makes this movie good. Um, I, I mean, there's many reasons. But I like that it's got a sense of humor. And it's like a guy that's been around this long. He's going to have days where he's just drunk. Whatever. What are you going to do? Yeah. With 
Yeah. Totally. And this is just when an immortal says, fuck it. It's like, whatever, whatever. You can try to execute me in this duel. Tomorrow, I'm going to wake up and start a brand new life so you can eat my dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why don't you try to shoot me, Barry Lynn? Yeah. Don't. <laughs> I mean, I, I, my life is like Groundhog Day, okay? <laughs> It's a movie that hasn't come out yet. Maybe in a few hundred years. Side, <laughs> side of your eyes. Side of your eyes. <laughs> yeah, I'm teaching this groundhog how to drive because I've lost it. <laughs> oh, yes, officer. Uh, yeah, how, pancake breakfast, please. <laughs> um... Yeah, so, oh, well, she comes over, or he goes over to her apartment at yes. one point. This is the um, date where he brings scotch, and he finds out that jo John Polito, in his last scene, is, like, doing a stakeout of her apartment, and he realizes oh, she's yep. part of the police, and it's like, that kind of doesn't matter either. Like, it's just sort of there. None of it really matters. The, the only thing that was driving me crazy through this whole scene is... Like, when he gets there, one, he kind of pulls a vampire thing, which is weird. He's like, well, should we have the whole meal in the hallway, or are you going to invite me in? And she's like, oh, oh, sorry, you know. And then she offers, she's like, she's like, oh, uh, you know, thank you for coming. Can, can I take your coat? And he goes, no, that's fine. I'll hold on to it. And then, like... Two seconds later, this dude walks into the yes. living room and just throws it over a chair. And I was like, dude, that's exactly what she was trying to prevent from fucking happening. Guaranteed there's a coat closet that she spent part of the afternoon clearing out so she could put your goddamn coat in it. And you're just tossing furniture, you pig. I mean, I think it's rude enough to throw your coat there. But it's also he's going through her things. He's got, he finds a tape recorder. He finds her gun. Interesting he's got no view. problem. <laughs> I said yes. interesting view. <laughs> Oh, that's in response to a fucking cop that's downstairs. <laughs> oh, and the running tape recorder, which was for some reason in your briefcase. <laughs> but then, like, she's metallic. Is she swing? trying to like? <laughs> is she trying to get the fucking drop on him with this recording, or what is the I guess, deal? Because she's working with the cop. She is a cop. I guess she's like trying to figure that out. But also at the same time, she also kind of wants to fuck him. It's like kind of yeah, fifty fifty, and then she winds sure. up going going the fuck route. Yeah, that's it's real. That's the real inner turmoil of her character. Yeah, should I fuck this guy? <laughs> <laughs> um, they don't get down to fucking until a little later, though. This like date goes sideways because he's like, "Yeah, there's a fucking cop outside, and you're recording me for some reason." And yeah. oh, she gets pissed off because like he's like, "I brought you a gift," oh, that's and right. it's like her book that she wrote on like Ugh. the history of metallurgy or whatever and she gets furious with this guy yeah they call me highlander not datelander <laughs> i'm not so good at the the dating scene guys <laughs> that's good that's a job for my cousin actually named the datelander <laughs> dude datelander better movie so what do you want to maybe go to a movie and uh, I don't know maybe what a burger I don't know how to do this I really don't Welcome to Datelander what we do here is it's kind of like that show The Bachelor but it takes place over a thousand years <laughs> Oh yes oh Meredith aged out and died of old age She did not get a rose <laughs> 
Yeah, they have a matchmaker show, and it's hosted by the Crypt Keeper. Wait a second. <laughs> the Krugen wants to interrupt my date and take her to a private area? I don't know about this. More after the commercials. There can only be one Datelander. <laughs> now we're back here on Datelander, and it's time for the final round. Everybody's favorite. It's the sword fight. <laughs> Ladies, are you ready to see which Datelander you go home with? Now it's time for the Datelander breakdown. <laughs> Brought to you by Progressive. Oh, so I got to second base with her. I got to second base with her. Third base. With her, this is the breakdown you want. Yes? <laughs> yes, thank you, thank you, Kurgan. Thank you so much for coming by. <laughs> um, Brittany F shall be mine, Datelander. <laughs> Not you can have Brittany B though, but Brittany F is mine. Man, I burned down the mansion, Datelander. <laughs> Man, what a cliffhanger to end this season of Datelander on. <laughs> I'm not coming back for a second season, Datelander. <laughs> We're going to finish this now. But you have to. We have to date to the end. <laughs> there could only be one Datelander. Yes, and back up next, we're going to have Castagir's head here to talk about <laughs> what happened. <laughs> yeah, they just become, once they get their head removed, they become a broadcaster. Yeah, yeah. A commentator. <laughs> yeah. Now, Castagir, you lost your sword fight to the Kurgan pretty easily in that alley. Uh, were you just over it? Were you over the whole game? Well, you know, I had had the boom boom juice right before uh, I, 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 I went into battle. But uh, I think Kurgan did what was right. Yeah, I'm not here to make friends, actually. Uh, and Castagir <laughs> actually tried to throw me under the bus a little bit. <laughs> All right, so after today's round, Kurgan, I'm proud to say you have immunity next week. <laughs> yeah. Now, Ramirez, you know, we, you know we, your head has been here many, many times. We've had you on many times. But what I need to ask you tonight, how do you think? How do you think Connor McLeod did fucking Brenda? How do you think he did there? Do you think he really went, took her to Pound Town or what? Fine form, but not, not as good as me and Shakiko. <laughs> One thing I do admire about these Highlander pictures is there's always the sucking of a nipple. Dude, what yeah. are we doing? We are licking tits in this movie, Dude, too. I couldn't we believe it. Tits. It's the, we are licking tits in the third movie as well. It's God the, bless. It's the mid-80s, and sex scenes needed to be disgusting. Disgusting. It's also yeah. well. I mean, I you know we def we say bring sex back to movies a lot on this show. Sure, and this is what it is, guys. I mean, that's a fair point. This is the trifecta, though. This is like, uh, are you a little boy? Want to watch a sword fight? Well, how about some licking ditch? Yeah, yep, totally. And this is, dude, and 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 I'm I'm so grateful uh, that I never watched this as a kid because with my fucking track record of me watching shit and my parents walking into the room, the second this fucking dude's tongue hits tit, my yeah. parents would have came right around the yeah. corner. It would have been a, what my, is this yes. shit? Yep. My parents would have came around the corner and said, uh, why don't you step it up a, a notch? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I, I could see maybe bringing back erotica into movies would be nice. I mean, this is just two body doubles slathering on each other. Exactly. Like, well, see, uh, there is there there is no fucking tongue double there for Christopher <laughs> Lambert, man. That dude is pressing tongue. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, really? You saw some Lambert tongue, huh? 
Listen, listen, I barely know English, but I do know how to do this. <laughs> well, dude, it's the fucking yes. love language. Yes. <laughs> I mean, see, and that's the thing, right? Yes, of course, I think we got to be bringing sex back to movies, but there are ways to do it. And then there's Highlander mm-hmm. and it just it it's grody. It's just I and again, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, it's it's a fucking live forever sword movie. Let's let's tone down the tit licking just a little it bit, is, shall it we? It is weird though, like now that we know think now that I thanks to the deleted scene that's now in the movie, know that his assistant lady is has been around him forever. And it's it's interesting for her to like age and then see like you're just bring back like spring chickens here and you're like sucking their tits in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little weird. <laughs> A touch. I mean, I guess the question, though, is whether or not Connor McLeod has had a sexual relationship with this woman who's working as his, like, assistant. I don't think so. I guess they probably have more of a father-daughter relationship. Because he, like, saves her, you know, as she's, like, a little girl. Although, yeah... Well, I, yeah, there's nothing going on here. I don't think. I, I like. I, I thought that was like a red herring because, uh, like, remember in the uh, remake of Thomas Crown Affair when he's like with the model nope. and Renee Russo gets like, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Eric. Right when you said the remake of the Thomas, you could have said anything and I would have said no. <laughs> yeah, anyway, you've, you've never seen a remake. I forgot. Um, <laughs> I'm about to the Thomas Crown Affair. Is that what we're doing? I've, I've never seen the remake of the Thomas Crown Affair. I've also never seen the original Thomas. Same, oh, really? They're, they're both both good. Both you should see both. Okay. But they're, so there is a similar there's a similar thing where like there's like a younger lady and Rene Russo gets jealous because she thinks he's that's his girlfriend, but it's not. It's a, a, a like a, a adopted daughter. Oh, I see. So anyway, the Kurgan, you see, uh, and Castagir meet up at an alley. It's kind of an amazing like sequence where we're like watching New York at night. and You're like, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah. And then all you're watching this weird vigilante guy. Yes, like, we gotta hi, talk welcome about to, this. Guy. Welcome to the second and a half act vigilante character, and he happens upon uh, the Kurgan uh, decapitating Castagir. That was a scene I could have enjoyed. Uh, but this vigilante guy. Uh, comes out and, and goes after the Kurgan. Big mistake, dude. Big mistake. Yeah. You know what I thought this was? Were they kind of making fun of um, who are those fucking lunatics that go around the city the, with the uh, red the, berets guardi- on? Guardian Angels. Yeah, I kind of got a little Guardian Angel vibe, especially the uh, their leader who's always failing to run for mayor. <laughs> yes. Can I say that the Guardian Angels and any other weird vigilante group like the Jewish one in Williamsburg or whatever, hey, man, Cool on you. Leave me alone. If you <laughs> recognize me, I'm just going about my business. And I fully endorse to you <laughs> your <laughs> weird vigilante thing. No, no. I say back off. Bring the mafia back. Enough of these vigilante organizations. <laughs> You're right. I want You're the right, mafia. Chris. Just bring You're them right, fucking Chris. back. I don't want to crack skull in the meantime. So if mafia, if you could fucking hurry up, that'd be appreciated. I would like it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I do love Castagir's fucking very public quickening. I mean, this is hilarious. Like, he, this dude gets decapitated. Clancy Brown is taking this, you know, energy in. He is screaming and yelling. And there are like 20 people on the New York sidewalk <laughs> just watching yeah. whatever the shit is going down. Also hey. impaled that that vigilante, which is, oh, which is I, great. I feel like someone at uh, the production company was like, hold on, uh, we're in page 98 i have not seen a machine gun yet uh we need to fix this immediately <laughs> we need a machine it's an action movie and there's no machine guns wrong 
this is pretty great though, dude. Like this guy just giving it to Clancy Brown with this machine gun mm. and fucking rocks. I think it is a bit of bullshit though that this guy isn't killed. Yeah. Because like he's impaled right through the gut. Clancy Brown lifts him up, you know, still impaled, and then yeah. chucks this guy against a wall. The only reason Come on. I think the only reason he doesn't die as is as a narrative thing. So the police get off of Russell Nash because they show him the photo in the hospital. Is this the that guy? Yeah. If, I mean, if I'm the that's Ker- the I think that's the last appearance of the cops is that moment. If yeah. I but if I'm the Kurgan and I impale this guy and he's fine afterwards, I'm thinking he's a Highlander, and I <laughs> forgot that I have to fucking take his head off too. Now you might as well take heads off as a principal. Yes, please. <laughs> Just in case you run across a fucking immortal. Yeah, yeah that's a good you idea. Never yeah. know who's immortal. Well, I guess you do with whatever like whatever like happens to your pubes when you see if when you know an immortal is in the area, you get yeah. that pube tingle or whatever. Yes, dude. Yeah, like when you go over like those little soft bumps on a road when you're in a car, <laughs> oh, yes. and you get that you get that little like <laughs> electricity in the air. Ah, pubes. I mean, it sh- it should have been a thing where they could smell each other, right? That would be kind of funny. Clancy Brown just walking around a crowded marketplace like sniffing. <laughs> Yeah, just sniffing all these crotches and shit. He's got, yeah, he's got a good nose for it. Uh, so after uh, the the tit licking and the this sex scene goes down, you do uh, you know what any sort of post hookup with an immortal being uh, you know kind of night would do, you know, follow up with. Just a quick trip to the Central Park Zoo. <laughs> sure, why not? Yeah, dude, he's making faces at this lion. It's kind of hilarious. I think the lion knows what's going on. Um, and the Kurgan is in the background apparently, like he's been stalking them, and now he knows. Pretty cool shot yeah. here. Yeah, he's a little Michael Myersy. We should talk a little bit about the church scene, which goes on forever. Uh, but, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it goes mean, on forever and does really absolutely. It, it nothing. does nothing. But it's, I mean, the Kurgan reveals this new horrible haircut. Oh man, dude, I don't know what the fuck this was. I think it was a thing where like Clancy Brown came to set one day and was like, "All right." uh you're gonna kill me. I cut off my huge ponytail by accident last night. And then they were like, All right, well then but, we gotta give you a dumb I mean, haircut, he, I guess. He says, he says, I'm in disguise so nobody recognizes me. Cause I guess he cares about the heat that's being brought down from this what? vigilante IDing him. Look. You don't want to get arrested if you're a fucking immortal, dude. That's that's the that's the hell, dude. That's that's how a Twilight oh, Zone shit. ends. You're right. Actually, when a judge sentenced you to like 24 con- consecutive life sentences, <laughs> it only really applies against someone like this. Look, look, just, Russ, Russ, I know what you're thinking is it's a terrible look for the end of the movie, but I'm, look, I thought I was going to be on SNL and I thought I was going to do the Conehead sketch, okay? They were going <laughs> to bring it back and they were going to try to do a revival of it and I thought I was going to be perfect as Beldar too. Well, it's a par- With your host, <laughs> the Kurgan. <laughs> Thank you all. Uh, thanks to Jethro Tull. Yes, ironic that they're here. Of course, of course, there uh, is no audience because I rule over the land and everybody's dead. Uh, but it's good to see everybody here. It is kind of amazing. Well, he apparently like it's uh, it's a big fat bald cap and not a good one either. Um, no. And apparently he almost couldn't take the role because he was allergic to the glue and so on and so forth. It's like, then don't do it. He looks awesome. Well, like, seriously. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They could have just gotten rid of, they could have just kept with the long hair here. Um, it, 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 it's, it's a fun scene. But at the same time, it's like, what I read stuff online about the original script and mm. he was supposed to be more of a character who's like, 
sympathetic in a way who he just wants to get it over with and he, he dresses nice and and Clancy Brown apparently wanted this character in the modern era to be dressed in a suit and a bowler hat to be more I guess sophisticated yeah. but apparently I mean Schwarzenegger apparently was reached out to for this role and I guess maybe that's they're, we're just doing Terminator here. He's an unstoppable oh, killer. He should be in that, black leather. And yeah. I'm glad Arnold said no then. Yeah. Uh, that would be terrible. Also, then it's a fucking Arnold movie. Mm-hmm. You know yes, what I mean? exactly. It would just be an Arnold movie. It wouldn't. It, well, this is like, what, 86? This is only two years after the Terminator movie. Yeah, so what? like he was still he was still not like a humongous star, but it would be, so, yeah. It would yeah. still ape his filmography too much. Still, yeah, like you have to turn the movie into the movie is now called the Kurgan. <laughs> the <laughs> right, Hi- yeah, Highlander exactly. is the villain. Yeah. The Kurgan is the good guy. Kurgan now. the destroyer. Yes, there you go. Yeah, maybe you could change the title of the movie and just call it the Kurganator. <laughs> okay, uh, Kurgan the destroyer. Okay, no, that's not gonna work. Although, that's it. He's gonna hate me. <laughs> Kurgan the annihilator. That'll do. I could use Arnold like flicking his tongue at some nuns saying. Happy Halloween, ladies. He's the joke there was I was uh, threatening some nuns by licking them. Well, that, that is the thing about Clancy Brown is he's not doing monosyllabic like I am Kurgan kill. No, he's like really yep. like he's pretty like hyper and weird, especially in this scene and the scene we should for a second when he's riding that old lady to hell that's a lot of fun yes when he steals the old people's car after he thinks he kills the vigilante i mean what big strengths of the movie to me like i said earlier is the the sense of humor that not only Connor McCloud has, but fucking uh, this dude has. It's just like we've lived forever. Who gives a shit? These are just yep. meat puppets. Let's have a laugh. I will say, if I'm the Kurgan, though, and we've talked about it, you know, Isadora Duncan and all those other greats, <laughs> fucking car accidents are really you. Care, your head could come off, dude. So be careful. Just just yeah. be careful out oh, there. Oh yeah, like James Mansfield. <laughs> Buckle up, Kurgan, because you don't want to fight and and do the limit. You know. Yeah, like what happened on the set of my favorite movie, The Twilight Zone, the movie. Oh, man. Yes. You think Vic Morrow is a Highlander? Got got a couple of quickenings that night, brother. They blamed the whole thing on Landis. It was great. Yeah, Landis is in his office afterwards. The quickening worked. I grow stronger <laughs> every day. <laughs> now just to film a quick scene with Dan Aykroyd in an ambulance and to get out of here. <laughs> Man, I hate the end of that movie, especially. That is fucking the stupid. The framing device. I actually kind of yeah. like that really? framing device. It, yeah. it never worked for me. I don't know why. Just him and that monster makeup at the end especially <laughs> is so stupid. I do love another bit of Kurgan's sense of humor right here. He kidnaps Brenda, and he's driving around like a maniac. They're going over the 59th Street Bridge. He just while laughing maniacally, totally knocks this dude off a motorcycle. Yes. Yeah. And he starts plowing people too, and like it's this really cool yeah. stylized, like they have like purple light to them for some reason. This is yeah, it looks awesome. This is probably my favorite sequence of the whole movie because he also is singing New York, New York, like the like yes. the, like the intelligent gremlin from Gomans Two. He's like, <laughs> yes, New York, New York, and it's fucking bone chilling. And there's a Queen cover of New York, New York, which apparently is not available anywhere else. It's oh, just, absolutely. yeah, it's a, it was never released. It was just, it's just, if just you hear it in it's, the movie. Yeah, it's just, you hear Queen do New York, New York underneath it. That was um a, a question I had just in general about the music. Cause like, I'm not, 
a Queen fan, if Queen is on a, at a bar or a karaoke joint, that's great, but whatever. Although I do have a night at the opera on vinyl. Anyway, were the songs in this movie like original for this movie or yes. can you find them elsewhere? Oh, really? Yeah, I believe so, oh, yeah. Okay. And they reached out to multiple groups. There's even talk about like Bowie or someone working on this. A bunch of people passed and some of these more minor bands than Queen are really regretting it now. But uh, yeah, I believe yeah. these were for the movie because they're very specific to that. I mean, I guess that's true. And it also, it inspired. Like, I was reading about it. They they came up with an album that wasn't the soundtrack. It is called "A Little Bit of Magic," which is the line he says uh, in the Nazi scene. Uh, is right. they were just like they were supposed to do one song and they got inspired by the movie because Queen was insane and mm-hmm. we're just like they decided to make a whole album of this stuff and they have like not a whole album but a lot of songs on that album are directly inspired by Highlander music. Yeah, and you know, I bet there's a bunch on, like, greatest hits shit. Yes. Right. I mean, it's just so funny, because now I'm, I can think of nothing besides Freddie Mercury and Brian May and all those dudes, like, just really digging Highlander. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just, like, talking about Highlander a lot. Well, I, like, I, I it's mean, kinda it's, great. A, it's a great movie. By the way, that song One Vision is one of my favorites off this. I mean, I, I imagine Freddie Mercury saw all these like different like it was a very complex uh, uh, narrative to him to play with as a musician. But Brian May was like, "Oh, you, you say you could, uh, a bloke could live forever, eh? Oh, I like that. <laughs> I like that. He, he get to shag the ladies too the whole time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. I like that quite a lot. Bit. Let, yeah, let's make a music." <laughs> So the Kurgan, uh, yeah. it's our big finale here at Silver Cup oh, Studios, yeah. which is kind of hilarious and awesome. I love it, man. Just such a random fucking thing to have happen. But it is such a big piece of the New York City skyline at a certain point. Like that Silver Cup yeah. sign is huge and bright. And it's cool to just sort of watch people fight on top of it. It's also just rad that there's a climax of a cool movie in Long Island City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> the fucking Silver Cup Studios, which one time share a little story uh i was walking down the street no one else there me and my wife were walking down the street and uh michael j fox was smoking a cigarette off a stage door of uh silver cup oh sick and i was like he doesn't want to be bothered let's never talk to him and that was Good the idea story. that's it because you know what let that dude enjoy that cigarette absolutely yep. he's just trying to get through an episode of the good wife you leave him alone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's exactly right, dude. He don't care how much you love Back to the Future. But whatever, dude, man, man, I was, I was like, Whoa! I stopped in my tracks, and then I was like, "Don't be an asshole." Yeah, that's. I mean, good on you, man. I mean, honestly, I'd fucking mess myself if I saw Michael J. Fox in person. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I wouldn't be able to talk to him, Christopher Lloyd either. I, I wouldn't be able to say a fucking word to him. But I would shit my pants in front of them. Mm-hmm. That's sort of what near, I did. In your presence. I walked you know. away with the, the the turd running down the trousers. <laughs> you weren't like a little. T- you just, you didn't want to maybe try to behead him to see if a quickening started. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I should have done that. Yeah, I mean, I was there at the location of the quickening. Yeah. I know he's. I don't know that he's not a Highlander. He's a being of high power. I That's mean, come true. on. <laughs> I just said the eighties. And actually, it's kind of a pretty cool casting. If if Michael J. Fox was Connor McCloud, like 
him versus Clancy Brown would be a striking fight. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it would be hard to believe that he would win. Yeah. But, you know, like if Clancy was like, how are you beating me? And you're like, whoa, shit. This, this yeah. dude's really good at fighting. This is like David versus Goliath. <laughs> who are also Highlanders, by the way. Hi. How you doing? <laughs> but he'd have to be like jumping off crates the whole yeah. time. Wait, you're telling me... That I could live forever unless someone cuts my head off? Holy shit. I mean, yeah, the Kurgan would, like, crumple him up like paper into a wastebasket. Marty, I fell asleep. I fell down, hit my head on the toilet, woke up and realized... We're immortals. <laughs> he rips open Doc's vest at the end of the... Uh, jacket at the end of the movie, and he's just like, I'm actually a Highlander, Marty. No bulletproof vest. <laughs> I'm going to do a time experiment on Einstein here. Cut his head off and see if it stays. Marty, Marty, we're born to be kings. We're masters of the universe. <laughs> and this has become of me, champion of the world. Oh, man. So, I mean, whatever. We, we have this big fucking fight. It's awesome. The whole Silver Cup Studios sign falls down, It's which is pretty rad. It's awesome. I, I, like a, I love a two-location fight, obviously. We're fighting on top of Silver Cup Studios. We fall through a skylight. Now we're in this really mm -hmm. cool warehouse, which I'm sure was in London or God knows where. Nowhere near where we're supposed to be, but... It's and like it's a, it yeah. should be Silver yeah. Cup without the sh without like a, a, a you know the Cosby Show set or whatever it was <laughs> at right. the time. The, and the purple light is just really cool here, you know. Super. Mm -hmm. Oh, and Brenda's tied to the signage, and she's like hanging off the building once the Kurgan starts cutting down these uh, the 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 letters of the signage here. And yeah. that's well, by the way, once he starts nailing into that sign, is when uh, McCloud is like. Hey, that's a cultural landmark. <laughs> Stop it. And that's when I will join the fight. Once you start, I don't care that you've taken my girl that I met the other day. You can't damage this someday. A, a, a fashion boutique might be here. Yeah. Hey, hey, where is 30 Rock gonna shoot if you destroyed this side? <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, I'm looking through the filming locations here. I'm not seeing anything for where they filmed that. But how about this, though? Uh, the Continental Airlines Arena was what doubled as Madison Square Garden, actually, for the yeah. wrestling scenes. Apparently, mm. you can see uh, old uh, New Jersey Nets banners in the in the rafters. <laughs> that makes all Pretty the great. sense in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but no, uh, no idea where the where the fight was there. They say that his um, antique shop is on 71 Green Street in Soho. Which is cool. I also love that he lives in Soho in like 1986. Oh, by Pretty the way, that apartment he has with like yeah, the man. staircase, the double decker, the little balconies. You would have to, at least nowadays, live for 500 something years working <laughs> tirelessly. Oh, yeah. And he's, still, and, and he's still barely making rent. Yeah. At this yeah. point, thousands of years at it, and he still just can't get it over the line. Oh, listen, Kurgan, I mean, I'm up to my neck here. With, oh, pun intended. With my bills. I need to just move some merchandise. We can get back to the fight. How about October? I'll call you in October. Rachel, I would love to give you a raise, but honestly, we're taking a bath. No one is buying our merch. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to have to sell half of Scotland, which I own somehow. 
Rachel, this is a privilege that only us immortals can do. I'm sorry, but you're out of a job because <laughs> Russell Nash dies tonight. That That is an interesting detail. He gives her like power of attorney, like check in the desk. There's all the information. You know, you're going to get all this money because Russell right. Nash ain't coming back one way or another tonight. Yeah, it's it's a weird <laughs> bit of like detail that like you don't really need unearthed, but Brenda unearths it anyway when she discovers that like what he's been doing is like when he starts like kind of aging out of whatever life he's in he fakes his own death and then leaves all his money to a fucking like dead person yeah and then he assumes their like the dead person's identity and just gets all his money back and it's like because i think we were talking about this on the highlander 2 episode of like just how it is that he you know gets all this yeah. wealth you know living forever and like this movie is literally like this woman doing research into like fucking birth certificates and shit. It's so much that's not needed in this movie Ra at all, but Ra that's how he does it. Rachel, here's all the paperwork. Here's a nice bonus for you, because guess what? Either I'm getting my head cut off, or I'm just out of here anyway. The city's kind of dead, honestly. <laughs> I'm so over New York right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, there, you, what you were mentioning, Andrew, there is a brief scene with this um, this computer guy with the police that, like, puts it all together with the uh signatures oh, yes yeah that's a weird thing where like his name of what is it john nash russell, russell nash. nash russell, russell, nash. russell nash. nash it's like he's pulled letters from all of his various aliases and made this new name very very weird oh, serial were, killer shit i think shit they here. were just checking like oh if you see how he does the yes, l here, yes, it here. Matches oh is that oh okay hand, oh hand. oh it's a handwriting yeah, sample okay yeah. that makes much more sense <laughs> and he, oh yeah the zodiac cipher i got to do some <laughs> weird shit in the 60s man <laughs> Um, yeah, dude, I bet Immortal was the fucking Zodiac, and he just got bored with it and moved on. I bet you, man. I bet you, and he's still around. We know yep. you're out there. So he's senator from Texas now. <laughs> <laughs> he's about to get his head cut off, but Rachel distract. Or no, Rachel, uh, Brenda. Uh, Brenda distracts the Kurgan, and that gives him like the and, and much like a wrestling uh, thing. Now, now I oh, I'm hearing it from the crowd. I'm yep. getting the upper hand now. <laughs> When she like butts into this fight with that pipe and hits him in the back and he's like, ha ha, what kept you? Yes. It's yes. Little, it's a little much, but I like it. And this was where I wrote enough with the Lambert one line. <laughs> yes. was, that was the one that made me do it, what man. What kept you? We're in a fun movie. He, I mean, and then he kind of just cuts the Kurgan's head off. It's not like a really, I mean, like it's really cool, obviously, and especially the quickening. Yeah. But it's not like a very specific, like he needs to defeat him in a certain way kind of a thing. He's just like, yeah. My girlfriend distracted you. Now your fucking head's coming off, dude. <laughs> Which I appreciate because I yes. feel like yeah. a sword fight is like fucking one and done. Look at those. Uh, look at uh, Yojimbo or something. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's what's actually kind of rad about it is how sort of anticlimactic it is. Although I will say what is totally badass about the Kurgan man is after this decapitation and like the quickening yes. has started like he's starting to fucking light up like a christmas tree already this dead body is still swinging this sword yeah. yes it's fucking cool and now like this is supposed to be 
the fucking prize. Like this is the end of the thing. I guess the gathering was in New York. Everyone is dead. Yeah. And we get like fucking ghosties and demons cartoons in the quickening that we have not of, seen before. A lot of quickening cartoons. That was truly something. It was it, wild. Uh, he goes, I mean, like, oh no, I've actually went back into the cool world. Here comes all <laughs> these doodles to get me. <laughs> oh shit i found myself stuck in a betty boop halloween special <laughs> okay now i am going to be licking betty boop's tits gabriel <laughs> burn you cannot have sex with betty boop or she will become real <laughs> <laughs> only i can have sex with cartoons i am the chosen one <laughs> Yeah. Oh man! Decapitate a couple hundred people, Gabriel Byrne. Then we'll talk. <laughs> I am the Datelander. Only I can fuck cartoons, dude. Yes, that is the power of Datelander. You get to fuck cartoons. It's really cool. <laughs> Computer All right, programs. Datelander. Uh, uh, for the final round here, Datelander, you got yourself uh, Betty Boop, uh, the girl mouse from Chippendale Rescue Rangers, oh, and Lois Griffin. Oh my. That cartoon mouse. <laughs> or, Sorry, don't don't be mad at me, Monterey Jack. <laughs> Monterey Ooh, Jack is crying in the corner. Oh, no. <laughs> when I fuck his girlfriend. Why did it have to happen? My penis <laughs> it transcends time and space. <laughs> Oh, so yeah. What is this? He takes her to Scotland. Yeah, I mean, we don't know what these demons are or whatever. It seems like the nope. the prize isn't exactly a good thing necessarily, but okay, sure, whatever. <laughs> we get this weird, like I guess, voiceover that is partially from uh, uh, Sean Connery here about like, oh yes, like patience, Highlander. You've done well. <laughs> you know everything in the world. Oh no, I guess this part. I think Russell Matt. I mean. Uh, Lambert has this line I know everything there is I know what everyone is thinking and I could help them understand each other and then like yeah and then Brenda's like so you can tell what I'm thinking he's like yeah you're thinking like hey this guy might not be so into me but don't worry I am and she's like oh fuck this is she, you're thinking hey I remember my old boyfriend Todd stop thinking about Todd you know Todd <laughs> is a son of a bitch <laughs> I just have to say it, Brenda. Oh. I just have to say it. Oh, it's just what every woman wants, a boyfriend who knows everything. <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh, yeah? Well, can Todd love, have children, live and grow old? Because I can now. I mean, I mean Brenda, I, I mean, I've actually read every book. Has anybody else read every book? Yes. In Jardosh, I read every book in the library. Patience, Highlander, you'll get there. Uh -huh. The crossover of the century. Definitely. Brenda, you're thinking, you're like, this shirt I'm wearing sucks. But this morning when I asked, you said it looked good. Which is it, Brenda? <laughs> See, Brenda, what you didn't anticipate happening was this morning I had not yet won the <laughs> gathering. Now that the prize is mine, you can't lie to me about my shirts anymore. Listen, I, th I think the idea was that God would... <laughs> allow me to heal the world but instead i'm going to use this for petty fights i think the other thing too is that he, the movie definitely confirms and I, I don't remember what the sequels do but they do say that he's mortal too it's like you you know all the thoughts of everyone yeah. 
and you're also immortal now. Well, immortal. And you could have kids. A immortal, <laughs> not yes. immortal. You are immortal. Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. And you, you, that's that's it. That's uh, that's it, everyone. <laughs> That's what it should have been. You know, <laughs> if yeah. I was, you know, if I'm, you know, Connor McLeod, I'm like, you know, actually, I kind of liked being immortal and I liked having Highlander buddies. The prize sucks. Also, <laughs> yeah, wait, totally. I can have kids now? Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> wait, I have to wrap it up again? It's been centuries. <laughs> I have to support these little rugrats? <laughs> <laughs> it turns out my penis had so many STDs I couldn't have children if I wanted to. And I'm so sick oh, of God. walking around knowing everyone's thoughts. Everyone's like, what the accent is that? What the accent is that? Shut <laughs> up. It's clearly Scottish, stupid. <laughs> oh, Everyone man. in Scotland used to talk like this. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Well, that's the end of Highlander. Uh, great movie. Uh, let's go around the horn here. Final thoughts and recommendations, Steve. Sadak? Yeah, pretty strong recommend here. Really fun movie. Again, this is only my second time through. I, I think I liked it better the second time knowing what it was, that it was just sort of a fun, cheesy action movie as opposed to like a great mm. movie. Like, you know, Terminator is a great movie. This is not Terminator. It's a fun. This is like a fun, cool yeah, it's, movie. It's better than uh, Terminator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, I, knowing that, knowing its limitations, and loving it warts and all is a lot easier and fun for me. It's a it's a high recommend. Also, big with Eric, one and done would be great. Yeah, totally. Uh, Chris Cabin. Oh yeah, it's a lot of fun. Definitely recommend. Uh, I do think it's a little long. Uh, I think you could have gotten rid of the a lot of the uh, cop. Uh, storyline and this might have <laughs> yeah. flown a little better and i would have liked to little see a little bit more like everybody's been saying like a little bit more with the highlander world mm -hmm. and what the, all the different highlanders are but yeah it's uh i've seen this again like i've said uh, probably about five at least five six times at this point and yeah it's it's still fun eric siska highlander yes, expert still fun after probably 200 times uh great movie check it still out still fun after probably 200 and, times. you know one and done i think would have been great but the cat's out of the bag so let's get that prequel ramirez series let's do a <laughs> but let's let's blow out this concept and have fun with it and uh see where it goes i i'm a big highlander fan for better or worse uh and this is obviously the best entry in the franchise totally uh, you know i don't think i'm gonna say anything different here um i mean it is interesting steve i think you're totally right once you know what this movie is and then you watch it again you're like oh you are able to appreciate it more there is i mean at least for me and like because especially me with like fucking when, when we start hitting up against that wall with fantasy, I can really take it or leave it sometimes. But this all plays really nicely for me. Um, and now I'm excited to start off a real Lambert kick. See what else is in this guy's filmography, Ooh, man. Oh man. So we'll we'll see. I'm actually I'm I have 20 minutes left of this Russell uh, Mulcahy movie from 1999 called Resurrection, with which uh, speaking of Jesus himself. It is a fucking total seven ripoff where like we're just taking instead of the seven deadly sins, it's just like Bible verse <laughs> shit. It's it's wild, man, this movie. I mean, Fincher has a case, I have to say. <laughs> um, but that is Highlander, ladies and gentlemen, from 1986, directed by Russell Mulcahy. Uh, if you want more We Hate movies, including some past 
Highlander related episodes, go over to our website, whmpodcast.com. Sift through that long ass episode list. They are there. They are available. The journey uh, with Highlander does not stop with this episode. And the journey with We Hate Movies does not stop on the Prime feed. Patreon.com slash We Hate Movies. April's a big month. We're debuting uh, Once in a Lifetime, our new uh, Patreon show where we're going through some fucking Lifetime movies, everybody. And what's the first one out of the gate, Steve? Stalked by my doctor with Eric Roberts. It's <laughs> awesome. I'm excited about it. We haven't recorded yet. We're recording it soon, and it's going to be out even sooner for you folks. I'm really excited for this one. Yes, it's absolutely going to be a it's lot of great. fun. Uh, we also have the We Love Movies episode on Goldfinger this month. Of course, this is, even though this is a very Lambert-heavy episode, we knew that going into it, this is still Sean Gone month. So Goldfinger is on We Love Movies. Uh, what the hell else we got going on? Who's that fucking goat fucker on the Gleep oh, Glossary? Oh, yes. Uh, Re-yees on uh, the Gleep Glossary. Someone pointed out, I think, on the Patreon comment section that we've neglected to mention that his name is a cheap uh, version of Three Eyes. They just took some letters out and removed oh, them around. That's, uh, uh, so it's even I've... lazier than we realized, but we're going through all these random Star Wars characters on that Gleep Glossary program. It's a lot of fun. I fucking schooled you again, assholes. It's just three eyes. Get it? Oh, okay, we're going to have a new character. He's a fat guy. I'll call him Acky. <laughs> we also, on AD, are doing that awful Mighty Ducks cartoon. Yeah, They're kind Whoa. of like Ninja Turtles, but it's even stupider. Always Speaking dumb. of aliens for no reason, mm -hmm. by the way. <laughs> We've got Melrose 210. We're continuing our adventures into uh, Beverly Hills 90210 and Melrose Plays. Yeah, so much stuff going oh, on. Yeah. And the Nexus. Season mm -hmm. three of fucking Next Generation starts. Pulaski's gone. That's right. Gate McFadden returns. And I want to. <laughs> Pretty excited. We never really get to mention it on episodes that much, but youtube.com slash we hate movies we're putting up some old old episodes but we also have got these live mailbags and other events we've done the green rooms where we're just hanging out doing q a's mostly there's a live vhs trailer game on there you could see us in the flesh doing it it's a lot of fun also we never even mentioned our t public store go to whmpodcast.com hit merch and check out some t-shirts if you want yeah, we were talking about her a lot this evening. There is an Order of Boop t-shirt on there. <laughs> Make all your friends jealous with an Order of Boop t-shirt. If you wear that t-shirt, uh, everyone will think that you suck her tit. Dude, you know what? <laughs> I'm going uh -huh. out there. Uh, I'm, I'm, whoever's listening now, which is not, not many because it's long. Uh, give me a Datelander t-shirt. Just Maybe just a shirt that yeah. says Datelander on it. I'd be like a cool <laughs> font for Datelander. Let's figure that out. Yeah, like what the logo would be yes. in like the 1970s when the game show aired on ABC, yes. right? <laughs> uh, and of course, here on the main feed, the fun does not stop. Next Tuesday, there's a brand new episode. Uh, Steve, Sean Gone Month is continuing here on the program. And what uh, stinker are we talking about? It's then? concluding with the only way it could conclude. The Avengers. No, no. The other one. <laughs> the one you've never oh, heard of. You know, I've tried to watch this movie three times and every single time, including like when I rented this on VHS, like in the 90s, maybe it was a DVD rental. I have fallen the fuck asleep after like 30 minutes. I've never made it I through. I think I'm in the exact same boat. I've seen it. I mean, a hundred times. Yeah, I've, I've actually never seen it all the way through. I think similarly, I, I might have greened out to it once, possibly. But I mean, yeah. I've got a weather machine. Yes. Oh, <laughs> about that. 
How about that? <laughs> is that a movie? Is, are we done? Is that a million dollars? <laughs> Oh, that's a million dollars now. I said weather machine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. So until next week with 1998's The Avengers, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Eric Siska. Chris Cabin. Take it easy. That was a HeadGum Podcast.